Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? Sustain effort and violence. It could be a total goat rodeo. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? This is why nobody else can get on the sug boat. You know Andrew. what? We couldn't get on the sug boat. Sug, sug. It's a test. What's the point of kissing his ass and we can't get on the sug boat? It's a test. Y'all are haters and non-believers. Sug, sug. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, it is game day in eastern North Carolina. It is game night for ECU basketball as they will take on the UCF Knights tonight in Minji's Coliseum, 7 o'clock. We'll talk about that one and a lot more today on Pirate Radio Live. Thanks for tuning in on Pirate Radio 92.7. FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. Also online at PR927FM.com. You can watch our program on Facebook Live and on YouTube. And we will be monitoring the chats if you would like to chime in with a question, comment, concern, birthday, anniversary, or otherwise. So uh, we've got a lot to get to on today's program, including a chat with Cy Seymour coming up at about 325 since we've last talked to Cy. The Pirates have not played well in the first half, but have played pretty darn good in the second half of games. Uh, We'll recap a little bit of the Cincinnati, talk a lot about the win over Memphis, and how has this UCF team had East Carolina's number over the years? Pirates are trying to keep their home winning streak and snap a long losing streak to UCF tonight at 7 o'clock. We'll talk about it with Cy Seymour coming up in about 25 minutes or so. At 4 o'clock, we'll get to know Garrett Short. Uh, He is the number two man at WNCT Channel 9. And uh, we'll uh, talk about Bailey's new understudy. He's been around for a while, but it'll be our first chat with him here on Pirate Radio. We'll get to know him, talk some sports, ask him how he's enjoying covering ECU athletics and the local high school athletics around the area. So Garrett Short going to join us in the Pirate Radio studios at 4 o'clock. At around 4.30, we'll talk to the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. What does he think about the number tonight? East Carolina, a three-point underdog against UCF. We'll talk about that. And it's a great slate of college basketball. We'll go over tonight's games and look at some NFL playoffs with Jeff Nadeau. Later on in the 4 o'clock hour, Stephen Igo hoists the colors. Will join us at 5 o'clock. We'll talk Pirate Hoops, Pirate Football, maybe uh, some ECU baseball as we are getting closer and closer to opening day for the pirates we have uh, a great show yesterday brian bailey talked to cliff godwin so if you're in the mood for some baseball talk how about a full hour of it with the head man himself cliff godwin you can uh, watch that at any time on youtube download it and listen to it as well so uh we are here ready to go we got shirley rhodes and cj schaefer in studio b we've also got the chan man chandler honeycutt here inside the pirate radio studios directly to my left hello channel what's up clipper clipper steve hill also added a clipper to the chat josh thomas says four hours till the sug boat sets sail. Sug, sug. how
how will he follow up last performance 17 points game winning shot uh can he do it again tonight pirates gonna need all hands on deck tonight (laughs) how how are we going to react if he hits another game winner tonight at the buzzer let's relax he's not going to do that it would be mathematically that's why i said if impossible for anyone to hit a buzzer beater in two straight games has it ever happened before cj mccullum i think did that this year in the nba speaking of cj cj's wearing sunglasses why i know the reason i just want you to say it can't hear you cannot hear you cheap plug for the Menji's maniacs Menji's maniacs are urging fans students to wear sunglasses tonight i was almost silenced over here i have to get the <laughs> word out yeah we you can't be silenced um now i saw a tweet that said everybody wear sunglasses tonight not for any particular reason we just think it would be funny like is that true or is there really a reason mm, that's it. it okay yeah that's all all right so are you but then somebody commented and said it's because the the future is bright for ecu basketball yeah so bright you need shades and then menji's maniacs replied and said there's your reason okay and the reason is you as huba stank once said huba did you just say huba stank no i said huba stank huba no huba stank huba huba and his last name stank do you not know huba stank i'm afraid not wow wow i mean you probably shouldn't huba stank this is early 2000s like emo yeah, right well, up my alley. Well, it's it's like alternative a, rock. That's yeah, definitely, exactly. That's definitely not me. And the be. reason is, what was their other? Song? I know that's crawling song. in the dark. The reason I've been crawling in the yeah, dark. That's the one. Yeah, uh, the reason is by Hoobastank, bro. Wow. Yeah, I'm just now learning about Hoobastank. So that guy on Twitter didn't give us the reason. Hoobastank gave us the reason. <laughs> I'm just now learning. Yeah. About the stank. You are today's years old. Well, you're riding around in your Jeep with your broke radio singing, and the reason is you, and you didn't even and know who it was by. And the reason is you. <laughs> I did not know it was by the Stank Master. Uh, Redbeard says you will have second row seats to see the Sugboat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did that boy. ticket say? I, I don't want to post the tickets on. It says courtside, but it, it, courtside is. We're, we're not going to go over this again. And they say, what section are you in? I'm going to say what the ticket says and that says courtside court now sitting courtside yeah right so are the Menji's maniacs courtside Nuh-uh. nope why not you know why because there is a barricade is that a word that barricade didn't stop anybody from storming the court that's right i think shirley correctly called it a divider yesterday barricade sounds more like I, I don't know. Like spike strips and <laughs> yeah. chain link big, fence. But there barbed is wire. there is like a fence or a divider. It's not a fence. Yeah, like a divider. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. That separates yeah. the people that sit in the lower bowl. The They're commoners not, from the, us. Yeah. The normal people. The norms. They're not courtside. Yeah. But I'll tell you who is tonight. <laughs> Second row. Clip Brock and yours truly. Yeah. We ha- oh, speaking of which. You'll be able to see us on the TV. Speaking of which. Speaking of which. I have in my hand. Oh, whoa. What are we about to do? I have in my hand four tickets to tonight's basketball game. Who are they for? They are for somebody listening right now. Now, before you even think to call, here's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to come here, pick up the tickets, attend the game. I want eight 
butt cheeks in the four seats unless you've it's had two little butt I, cheeks unless you've had some kind of like meat slicing accident or tractor accident where one of your butt cheeks was sliced off and you only have one huh i don't want to offend anyone that only has one butt cheek but you're gonna have to come pick up the tickets before and i have not told you to call yet so whoever that is you're done disqualified (laughs) uh make sure you can come pick up these tickets before six o'clock today let's say 5 30 today let's say five o'clock today let's say get here in the next two and a half hours pick these up and go over to Minji's tonight four tickets in section 213 can be yours surely let's open it up to let's go caller three right now caller three call in if you want tickets right now 317-1250 have four tickets in section 213 and they can be yours all you gotta do is come pick them up before we're done with the show today and the, and the seats should be still warm from saturday night yes and we expect you to be loud proud and what's one more we need a third word that rhymes with those loud proud and make a lot of sound <laughs> i don't have anything better now right now and, gi- and give steven igloo hell up there yeah make sure you give igloo uh heck steven igloo all right so uh i think shirley is answering the call as we speak we're going to uh, give these tickets away so you can enjoy tonight's basketball game pirates and the knights um we're gonna wait a moment for shirley to do this because we have uh something um that we were talking about on yesterday's show that we're gonna play here uh in a moment um is troy uh in his office uh cj i don't want him in here i just want to know if he's here oh he's coming now oh boy i I don't want him to come in in no okay he's in there just tell him to stay i just want to make sure he's listening yeah hey i just want to make sure he's listening to the show because we got i just want to make sure you're listening all right okay he's here he's listening so uh when shirley returns to us from we'll find out who our winner is and we're going to play uh something momentarily who's our winner shirley daniel andrews all right danny andrews uh he is uh he said he's literally around the corner so he should be here in the next couple of minutes well how literally that literally or figuratively literally i don't no, see him i don't see him i don't even see a corner <laughs> all right so why does chandler get to sit over there <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i didn't really make the decision he kind of made you it. You are the captain. He made it on his own. Sometimes he doesn't have his captain's hat on. Well, the on. past few times I've asked you, and now I mean you've said yes every time, so I just kind of yeah, he can sit here. He's got All nothing right. better to do. Okay. All right. So um, yesterday on the show, uh, Troy D had an idea. He said, you know, there was an old show called The Love Boat, and he said, you know, we should come up with a song, and we had it clean, we had it drive. Troy laying down some tracks. So I was like, why? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. It sounded good yesterday. I think it would sound great to some music. So we put it together. This is uh, just a little something, Shirley, that we can mix in with the Sug Sug. We got something new. Here we go. Let's hear it right now. The Sug Boat. He's winning basketball games for you. The Sug Boat. Brandon Sug has hit the shot. The Sug Boat. Sug, Sug. The Sug Boat. 
Very well done. <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't know why he does that particular voice. But the it, <laughs> sounded pretty good, right? Yeah. So uh, wow. Surely we can mix that in with our sug sug. John Moody, by the way, uh, apologizes for being late to the boat. He uh, he said he was on the sug sug boat getting ready for the post game casino party and cooking some chicken wings. So, there you go. Sounds good, John. So, here's the deal. So, the guy that came up with the Sugboat, and now the guy who sings the Sugboat theme not on the is boat. not on the boat. Correct. And? Are <laughs> <laughs> finished? Are you done? Wow. Hey, you know, we, we were trying to go over the four Sugsmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is the fourth one Craig? I think Craig reminded me. Or uh, Now, Craig... Could it be Craig? This is kind of funny, because uh, you came up with the official term, Sugboat, uh-huh. and you're not on the boat. Right. Troy has the official Sugboat song, Not on the Boat. Craig is the one that sent me that captain's hat like two years ago. And he's not on the boat. And I'm uh, pretty sure Craig's not on the boat. Oh. So... I hate that we cannot find that fourth Sugsman. <laughs> well, I think he sunk. <laughs> he didn't come out he didn't come out of the water with the boat the other night mayday mayday <laughs> it was like oh sucks men overboard sucks men overboard so it's the, he's like the jack in uh the scene in titanic don't let go jack and he sinks all the way down to the ocean never to return you want to hear a fast fact i have never seen titanic <gasps> what yep. the ship sinks all right. Spoiler alert. Well, whenever you decide to watch it, make sure you have three hours of time to spare. I don't plan on watching it. Yeah, bear in mind, if you ever do, that's three hours you can't get back. Redbeard says... I liked it. Redbeard is kind of... He is self-proclaimed muscle for the Sugboat. He's not on the Sugboat, but he... He runs security? He runs security. Yeah, keeping guys like Chandler off the boat. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have to worry about getting me off the boat, because I'm not wanting to get on it anymore i face the facts that's what somebody I, I, who's I, trying to get on the boat would say i've come to the reality mm-hmm. of me not getting on the boat ever yeah how about tonight chandler how you feeling tonight um i don't know uh, you just okay well i'll answer it um and when you get your thoughts together, let me know. I wasn't prepared for that. I wasn't prepared for that question. <laughs> Have you thought about tonight's game at all? <laughs> Not really. Okay. I want you to think about it, and when you're ready, give me a little tappy tap. All right. And then I'll go to you. Uh, good news, Pirate fans. I don't feel good about this game, just like I felt bad about last game. Uh, Chandler has tapped in. He's ready to go. Uh, I'll finish my thought. Last game, it was a perfect storm for east carolina to lose and to lose pretty big uh and that that's what i was thinking leading up to the game i was right for about 12 15 minutes of that game and then the pirates made it closer made it closer ended up winning the game i feel like tonight i'll take uh i'm feeling ucf by seven or eight points and that could be a good thing because i was off last game and i hope i'm off again tonight all right, Chandler, you have tapped in. I do not like that the – and it's the first time in a long time. When I say a long time, it's the first time since 1956 uh, from the 1955 season that the Pirates have gone 10-0 and at home, and that's been brought up a lot. And that just seems to worry me. And I know it's a, uh, it's a reason to get 
people out there to Menchie's like we saw on Saturday. And what a great crowd there was on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon for the Pirates to squeak by Memphis. Uh, I just don't think that the crowd will be to that uh, caliber tonight. Hopefully it will. Um, I'll say this. I'm expecting a pretty good Tuesday crowd. Isn't it? uh, Shouldn't we expect a good lower bowl? Yes, oh, absolutely. I mean, it's been pretty consistent while the students have been here all yeah. year. Oh, no, yeah, no doubt about it. In fact, I think they're chasing, you can correct me, uh, CJ, I think they're chasing like a record when it comes to student attendance. They are, yeah. Um, but the other night, you know, the other um, the other day, Saturday, looking over to the left and seeing like the upper section of Menji's just filled. That, that, that was uh, impressive. That, yeah. was, that was awesome was to, to see. see. Um, but uh, hopefully the students do come out tonight and, and create a lot of noise, but... Uh, I, I still am not liking that JJ JJ Miles will be out again for the Pirates tonight with a, a leg injury. So um, I don't know. I just I I really didn't feel good about the Pirates chances on Saturday. I'm going to be the same way tonight. I don't really. If I had to bet money on the Pirates, I wouldn't. So well, Josh Thomas um, says he did, and he did the other night, and I think he always does. So I don't know if he's a good barometer on feelings. Shirley, hit the uh, sugboat music real quick. Which this might kick us off of YouTube and Facebook, but Troy said to do it, so it's okay. The song boat. Kevin says he's winning basketball games for you. For someone not wanting to be on the sug boat, Chandler talks about the sug boat an awful lot. Of course. Okay, I'm just reading comments. Of course, because I came up with the sug boat. Uh, John Moody points out that Chad wanted to be on the sug boat. He lost the uh, vote two to one the other night. So who voted? Myself, John, and Josh. Oh, I voted no. <laughs> I think Josh. You were the lone no. <laughs> no, uh, myself and John voted no. Josh voted yes. <laughs> you know what's even more fun than the sug boat is not letting people on. That's the best part of it. Yeah, it's so fun, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Um, I do want to say this to finish up my thoughts. Pirates cannot get behind like they did on Saturday and expect to try to climb back. I want to why see not? This. I mean, just that's their thing now. I th- how about a return to? They're a second half team now. After Keith said it the other night. I th- how about here's another prediction. I think we return to our previous form, and we have a halftime lead tonight. And then we come out, we try to hold on in the second half. I say we like, come out uh, swinging, like Wilson Phillips once said. I say we come out swinging tonight, <laughs> like do the opposite. Are you just repeating everything I say? Just do the complete opposite of what we did Saturday. How about you do the opposite of what I say? I'm doing the opposite. Join I'm the sugboat. I'm not on the sugboat. <laughs> <laughs> CJ, I gotta say, you look cool with those sunglasses. I you appreciate are it. I, uh, cool, dude. Like you got something going on over there. I mean, and the mustache. That's a word for yeah, it, I guess. I think the stash with it looks cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I can't. I don't wear sunglasses. Are they, those your sunglasses? They are mine. Yeah. Oh, uh, I know there were some in there. I just didn't know if you put them on. Oh no, these are these are from my house. These are mine. Dang, that's a cool dude. <laughs> that right there, cool, cool guy. Dude. Thank you. Uh, sunglasses give me a headache. All right, moving on. Okay. <laughs> anything I didn't else? Know what to say. Anything else on this game before we move along? Um, I want to point out. Uh, this has you got another pointer over here. Yeah, we're pointing that way. This has the makings of a game where the Pirates could lay a dud. However, it's uh, important to note, it's not like UCF's been lighting up the world either. They've won one game in the month of 
January. So far, they're one and three. Um, that lone win is against Memphis, but they have losses to Temple, losses to SMU, and a loss to South Florida. They just got twenty four blown out by South Florida. Yeah, so it's not like they're coming in here hot. Yeah. If you hope for the Pirates to come out hot tonight in the first half, they are plus one and a half. Um, mm, first half in, in the first half. Mm. Hmm. I want to see you losing it in your courtside seats. Hmm. Second, just ro- just throwing that out there. The second row boys will be loud, proud, and making a lot of sound. The, Is that it? The courtside boys, so, the courtside kids. A lot of sound. A lot of sound doesn't rhyme with proud, or, but I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> kind of does also uh coming up tonight on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck the buck we'll look at some other games uh north carolina uh both of the uh, i say both two of the triangle schools are in florida tonight it'll be miami who is hosting north carolina florida state will be hosting the duke blue devils so a uh, couple of games going on there the bonnies in action tonight big uh big ball game shout out to mark Lindsay as St. Bonaventure is on the road at Dayton. Should be a pretty good one. Top 25 action beginning this Tuesday at 5 o'clock. Baylor at West Virginia. Baylor a six-point favorite in that one. Kansas taking on Oklahoma later tonight. And Iowa State is at Texas Tech. Tennessee will be at Vanderbilt. Looking around the American, it'll be the Houston Cougars in action tonight. Taking on South Florida. They are big favorites. And that is the only other American game outside of UCF and ECU. Have you mentioned, because I'm bad at this, have you mentioned that East Carolina at Houston on Saturday will now be a nationally televised game on ESPN2? On the deuce. So uh, the second row boys will be watching that one on TV on the two. On the two. Second row boys. Correct. Like, to use the Troy D analogy, Uh if... If we were actually courtside, that would be like Houston and ECU playing on ESPN. I thought you were courtside. We're not. We're on the second row. Chandler? I'm done arguing that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. Let's take a break. When we return, we'll talk to somebody who will be courtside for tonight's game. (laughs) Cy Seymour. Look, listen. I mean, you can't get no closer to the court than Cy. You could be on it. If you're on it, you're not close to it. You're on it. You know what I'm tempting to do tonight? My head hurts. The Steelers were close to... Okay, hold on a minute. ...making it to the second round. Wait a minute. But they didn't. You know what I'm tempting to do tonight? Hey, we're closer to the court than the Steelers were to win in the other night. That is true. Why is... You asked for this. No, I didn't. Well, you spoke up. But (laughs) if there is empty seats in the front row, I do want to try to hop in there. Okay, yesterday you said if I tried that, I'd go to jail. I see your tune has changed a bit. Hey, you, I, I just grew a wild hair. <laughs> and I'm living life in the fast lane. Because hey, we are second row boys. I think there's a 45% chance, which is pretty close to 50, that we'll be courtside tonight. There's a 45% chance Washington made the playoffs. I cannot Ooh, that's wait. Not even, there's a zero. They, they didn't make it. There you go. I cannot wait to be putting handcuffs on national TV. Or not national TV, but on the ESPN <laughs> Plus tonight. See, you don't know. Take us to break. This guy don't know. Courtside, national TV. He didn't know the terminology. Definitely not a Sugboat guy.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year, and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Alrighty, back with you here on this Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. College Hoops tonight, Menji's Coliseum, 7 o'clock. Quick update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard for those wondering. Canisius and St. Peter's are tied at 41 as they are playing in an afternoon basketball game in Jersey City, New Jersey. Uh, and at 5 o'clock, Baylor and West Virginia will play. We'll keep an eye on that one while I goes here right now. We'll get you set for tonight's game in Menji's as the Pirates take on UCF and also recap what the last week has been like for Pirate Basketball with Cy Seymour. He'll be on the call tonight on ESPN+. Plus. Cy, appreciate your time as always. How you doing today? I'm doing great, Cliff. Always good to talk to you. Yes, sir. And, uh, man, since we last talked, the Pirates have – uh, struggled in the first half and put together some really good second halves of basketball. We saw it against Cincinnati, and that lead was uh, too big to overcome. And we thought uh, 19 points down to Memphis, it'd be more of the same. But somehow, some way, East Carolina gets back in it and uh, and and hits a shot late. Brandon Suggs, the game winner uh, Saturday in a Rocket Menji's Coliseum. That, that was a fun one, Cy, on Saturday. You know, it really was a, a fun game to watch and. And and it, it really it's a testament to the ECU fans. You see what happens when you have support. They never left. In other words, somehow they believe that team it wasn't over. A lot of times you'll see kids fall out. They never fouled out the ball. They never left. They left. They stayed and kept pulling. And all of a sudden, you win the basketball game. I think part of winning it was in the first half when Joe Dooley had to use three timeouts. I mean, he was down to nothing uh, basically in the second half, except for one. But he. My point is, he kept them in it. They cut it a little bit before the half. It gave as high as 19, and then they cut it back. And then the second half, I thought a key possession was the first possession of the half. Memphis doesn't score. He goes down and scores. Instead of you know, instead of it being a situation where you're down uh, 16, ECU scores. It's down to 12, and then it began to sink. You know, so. And it stayed there. It stayed between 12 and 10, and 10 and 12. And he's just doing a nice job. And so, one of the, you know, comebacks are great to watch. I, I love when a team goes full court press, it gets a little frantic out there, and the other team starts to make mistakes. And Joe Dooley and his Pirates were good in the press, forcing some turnovers. There were one, there was one possession where East Carolina got a steal gave it back, and then stole it right back and I think went to the free throw line. But uh, it, it was frantic there towards the end. East Carolina executed the press well on Saturday. I always say that under under two minutes, especially under two, you've got to control the bat. If it's an away game or home game and you've got the lead, you have to protect the basketball and hit free throws. In other words, and Memphis didn't do that. Yep, They didn't protect the basketball. And they missed the free throws. If you'll remember, uh, Tyler Harris, for them, who's a four-star kid, one of the tops there, he missed the front end of a one-in-one. Yeah. He's a 81% free throw shooter. He missed. And then 
Quinones went to the line down the stretch, and he made one of two. And 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 when you look back at what they did, that's what that's what you can't do. I mean, that's basically two possessions that you got one point out of. And ECU, the other end, Brandon Suggs hit two big free throws. I thought Tremont played a great ball game. He's mm-hmm. he's playing really really good off the ball and on the ball. Tremont's playing well, and of course Jackson and Tristan and 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 the big man Frank. They all played well. It's just it's a team win like that. ECU has to have something from everyone. The coaches did a heck of a job rotating and getting things done. After that that front end of the one and one miss, East Carolina came down. Tristan Newton had the ball, got into the lane, dished it out, and how about that three by by Jackson to tie it up with one minute left? Side, you, you know, Brandon Suggs hits the clutch game winner. Newton hit a big three and some free throws, but that three by Jackson was huge right there in the corner, and that uh, that really got the place going. You know, one of the things that Jackson, Joe Dooley says it, ball fake, but shoot it. In other words. A lot of times he'll ball fake, get you up, and then he'll dribble and shoot and to pass it. Nobody can shoot like Jackson. Let him shoot it, and he and what he he took it to the side and knocked it down. And and that's what you do. And buddy, he is coming through. And and that's what you saw from him, the potential as a freshman in college. And it's coming out right now. I mean, he, listen, the other night, thirty-five. Then this game, he hits key buckets. He can do that at six nine, and and again, when you talk about the tra- the portal, ECU did fine in the portal. They did a good job in the portal. So, yeah, big time shot by by Jackson, uh, and and ECU give credit to the ca- coaching staff for making sure that, that we got an, the whole second put on it. And while they're talking to the referees, Joe is is planning an in pounds play. So, you, you got to give ECU the entire program. Uh, that's a heck of a win. Cy Seymour joining us. Cy, we, we've seen the minutes go up for R.J. Felton. He got the start. Javon Small has played quite a bit the last couple of games, which I think you told me earlier in the season, expect to see more of him. Brandon Johnson's minutes have gone down. We've talked about Joe Dooley playing matchups, going with different lineups, different looks. Is this just uh, what we've seen from the opposing teams here of late? Why are, are Brandon Johnson's minutes and his production down uh, here these past few games? Not his fault. Listen, and Coach Dooley is, is, look, if Jackson's playing like he he does, well, Brandon's a four. He's not a natural five. So if Jackson's playing like that, it's hard to get him out of the lineup. Okay? When you put him in the the five position in that kind of game, and he's going to get So And Frank played well. So his limits were cut down, not because of Brandon, not at all because of Brandon. It was because Vance Jackson was on fire, and he has been the last two games. And and, and look, Brandon's a freshman and playing great. No complaints from Art Felton or, or Brandon or, or Small. They're all playing really good as freshmen. I, physically, they're they're way ahead of where they should be. So I, I think Joe Dooley, the, when you look at the, the future of this program, there's a lot of good pieces out there that are getting to play against some really good competition for some minutes. So it, it, it's We've talked about this clip. Remember before how we've talked that our best players make the all-freshman team because they play 30 minutes. Right. Remember how we talked about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. This is the way it should be, right? <laughs> the way it is now. That's right. This year, you're seeing you're not getting as much time because your upperclassmen are getting time. That's building a program. Your freshmen aren't having to win the basketball game. 
Cy Seymour joining us will be on the call tonight on ESPN Plus as East Carolina hosts UCF. What is it about these Knights side? They've had some good teams. Remember that team that uh, was a, a layup away from beating Duke in the NCAA tournament? They've had some, you know, some down teams as well, but they have had East Carolina's number uh, over the years. Pirates trying to snap a long losing streak to the Knights coming up tonight. How about this year's team uh, there in Orlando? Yeah. It, this goes back to Spearall when he was coaching them. They, they have always had great players. And, and, and look, and I tell you, you think about a golden job, the transfer portal, and you can go to Orlando, Florida. I mean, you know, so when you look at his ball club, and, I, and Dolphins, he's a good coach now, don't get me wrong, pedigree of Duke, he's a good coach. But he gets Perry from Louisville, who, by the way, played 26, started 26 games before he went to, to uh, he's a starter at Louisville when they were loaded. You've got Mahan from Texas A&M, and then you've got Walker from Oregon. You've got three guys, 162, 165, 168. Listen, Walker's a treat. He's a five-star player, six foot eight, can literally jump out of the gym. I mean, he, he's, he is a freak athlete. Then they've got the big guy inside, you know, who, who can do the same thing. He's 6'11". Uh, this is a really good team. Isaiah Adams, who's who's a four-star recruit, the highest recruit they've ever gotten. But these kids were all four- and five-star recruits. And go figure them out. You know, they, they, <laughs> they beat Memphis by 10. And then the next night, I get home from from ECU's game, and I watch them play against South Florida, who's in last place, and they lose by 23. Yeah. And they're, and they're that good. Tomorrow night, or tonight, excuse me, we're in, it, it is we, you can you could, you could go in and they could hit lights out. You just don't know, but they've got the horses. That is a talented ball club. So this game, you better bring it if you're ECU. And guess what? Central Florida better bring it. They're coming off a loss. They're going to be ready to play. So, uh, you know, right now I look at the league, nine teams have at least two losses. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a crazy league. Uh, and, and tonight you hope, you hope if you're ECU, that you play just like you've been playing and hard as you can play. But Central Florida, they just beat Memphis by 10. I mean, that's the kind of team they are. They're, listen, they beat, Man, they, beat, uh, they beat Michigan by 14. They beat Miami, who beat Duke. Yeah. So if you think this is a fluke team coming in, and old golly, we should beat you. No, you said <laughs> right. They're a talented team, and they've owned us. And they are three and three away from home this year. East Carolina, a perfect ten and zero at Menji's Coliseum side. I believe uh, it was Brian Bailey yesterday who said that uh, first time with that record at home since the fifties. I want to say uh, so. Uh, Pirates have protected the home court this year, sir. So. Yeah, they've done a great job. And, and Clip, when you talk about history, I was trying to think who has had any more talent than this Memphis team. That's been a mm-hmm. And I went and I was thinking back of the games that I know. And I went back to the seventy team of Al McGuire with Reebok, Roach, Owens, and Riker. I know those four. But I know those four were all four star All Americans from New York City. And they beat ECU. And then I think about uh Calipari's teams. I think about what uh Marquette coming in with Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Wake Forest had some NBA guys when they came here. I remember that team. And I'll tell you right now, when I go back, I think about Calipari's team. 
for the most talented team that ever came in here other than Memphis was that Wake Forest team. Yeah. And probably three NBA stars, Aminu and two others in the starting lineup. But the difference is we lost by about 40. <laughs> this, one, this one, you beat a team, <clears throat> the most talent I've ever seen on a team. I'm telling you, when you've got the number one prospect in the NBA, number seven, and number 30, I mean, minus number 30. So this team was loaded. And then you've got Landers Nolly, who could not play, who was all ACC, and and their, and Williams, who, uh, you know, those two guys may be their best two players, but you're still loaded with four-star guys playing against you. That may be the most talented depth-wide team I've ever seen come into Greenville. Cy, si, you're still uh, active uh, on the broadcast and and, uh, and animated, but could you can you imagine Larry Brown at this age still chewing out referees like he was on uh, on Saturday, still doing it after all these years? I love it. <laughs> you know what? I, I, Larry Brown is, uh, to me, uh, they've got a, a spark over there, and uh, he loves it. That, that's the whole thing. When you look at guys, the lifers, they never quit. He, he's right into it, and I guarantee he didn't miss a play. He knows what he's doing, and I love him stand, standing over there. I really wanted – I was going to go over to him prior to the game because he's always been a good interview when he's at SMU. He's, and I want to say thanks for getting back in this. We need you in college basketball, even though he's 87 years old. But he had a couple of guys I, – I, we thought it was Dave Hanners. Somebody over there talking to him, and they didn't want to bother him. But I think Larry Brown is, is one of the bright spots of college sports and a tremendous brain, and, and, and Hardaway's right to have him. He was working it just as hard as anybody. Oh, yeah. He was working on officials all they could. No doubt. Saw him down there on Saturday. Cy Seymour joining us. will be on the call tonight. East Carolina taking on UCF. 7 o'clock, Minji's Coliseum. Pirates looking to get to 11-0 and at home this year. Cy, uh, before we let you go, how about them Cowboys? Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Cliff. You know, Cliff, when I think about it, I really believe after watching that game, Joe Montana at his age could have beaten them. <laughs> and, and then I thought John Brody could have beaten him, but I don't know if Brody's dead. I just don't know. You know, I'm just trying to figure it all out. Yeah. You know? It's got to be crushing to the Cowboys. Oh, man. I think they just got another penalty, Si, while we were talking. <laughs> they might have. <laughs> they easily, wait a minute. Did they get that two-inch mark to, to whine about, or did, was it something else? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, it's it's kind of a loser's mentality with our team not in it. But man, I was uh, I was smiling ear to ear on Sunday afternoon. Misery loves company. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> no doubt about it. Who you like, Si? Have you uh, who who you like the rest of the way? You uh, Packers or Chiefs or Bills? Who's who's going to win it? Outside. Now this is totally outside. I love Buffalo. If hmm. they're on, they can beat anybody. I mean, they were on the other night, weren't they? Hello. Yeah, the center. I saw them earlier in the year, and I, again, I, I don't watch it like I used to. But yeah, I saw them earlier in the year, and I thought this guy's got a cannon. <laughs> if they're on, they can beat anybody in the whole business. Yeah, now can they do it? I, I'm saying that's a Cinderella team for me. Would be the Buffalo Bills. Well, that game against the uh, Bills Chiefs this weekend, one of the best divisional games I can think of in the last few years. That's a great game. That that will be a wonderful contest. I yeah. mean, it will be just so much fun to watch. And uh, I enjoy every play. I kid the Cowboys, you know, because they're in, in the Red or Boston. Yeah. But the truth is, that, that's a bitter loss for those guys. They really thought they could win that one. 
Cy, great stuff, man. Have a uh, fantastic call tonight. Hopefully some more Menji's magic. You've seen a lot of wins this year. In fact, you're uh, you're undefeated calling games this year, Cy. Undefeated? <laughs> I didn't think about it. I am undefeated this year. Uh, listen, I enjoy working with Patrick, but I miss Jeff. And Mike's doing a great job on radio. And, and, and Dave, David Horn's over there. It's just a good group of people to be on the school, on the table with. And, and you know, Clip, you, you're not kind of like me. We love the game. Yeah. We just enjoy the effort those two teams put out. I, I, I literally felt sorry for those younger kids from Memphis. But you're not that sorry. You know what I mean? Right. It's a great thing for, for ECU. Cy, great stuff, man. Have a great call tonight, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Look forward to it, man. Take care. Cy Seymour joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. will be on the call tonight on ESPN Plus, 7 o'clock tip-off at Menji's Coliseum. We will take a timeout, come back, and wrap up our number one. Coming up at 4 o'clock, we'll talk to Garrett Short. He'll join us for the first time, WNCT Channel 9 Sports. We'll get to know him, talk some ECU high school sports and more with him. Coming up at 4 o'clock, Jeff Nadeau later on in hour number four. And at 5 o'clock, Stephen Igo, Hoist the Colors, is here with us. We'll wrap up Hour 1 when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the close to 51,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All righty, back with you here inside the Pirate Radio Studios, Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Let's take a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. Uh, right now we are watching St. Peter's and Canisius. Why? Because it's a live game on television, and St. Peter's has a 54-52 lead, just over three minutes left to go in that game. Got another game tipping off at 5 o'clock. Baylor who was undefeated uh, at this time, what, last week, has lost two in a row. They will be on the road at West Virginia, so we'll keep an eye on that in our last hour. Light night in the NBA tonight, just two games, Timberwolves at Knicks and Pistons at Warriors. Hornets, I don't know if we mentioned it yesterday, Chandler, uh, Gray went on the road by the Hornets yesterday. Miles Bridges, unbelievable, 28 points in the first half. 22 in the first quarter. And a great game from him, Terry Rozier. The Hornets went on the road at New York. They will be at Boston coming up 730 on ESPN. And that is never good for the Bugs. Nah, you don't want them to be on national TV. But we'll be watching that one Wednesday night at AJ's uh, while we play some sports trivia coming up Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. Want to give a shout out to the greatest football minds here in the Pirate Radio building course i'm talking about cj schaefer and intern jalen who are a perfect six and zero in their picks uh their wild card weekend picks jalen is here jalen congratulations um would you like to make a speech after your win speech 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 <laughs> shout out to uh mike mccarty <laughs> and shout out to 
Joe Burrow. All right. <laughs> Two shout-outs. One to the doofus coach. One to the winning quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. Jalen, you going to the basketball game tonight? You can pull the mic to you. To UCF or USF? UCF. Hold on, hold on. That's a big difference. That's it is a big... a big difference, but does it matter? If I say one, you'll go, and one the other one you won't go? Is that what's happening here? Nah, I'll go either way. I don't. <laughs> All right, I, don't I was wondering work. why you were asking. <laughs> uh, they play UCF tonight. UCF? Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll be there. You're there? Be 7 there. o'clock. All right, Jalen's going to be there. Myself and Chandler will be there in the second, second row. row. Oh, so now you're saying second row? I mean, everybody's against me. Nobody's against everybody. See, this is the problem with the world today. When somebody states a fact, you're like, "Oh, you're against me." No, the people are stating facts. We are not. We're on the second row. That is a fact. No, we are on the second row. Exactly. Courtside. <laughs> uh, Craig on Facebook Live says Chandler seats are courtside to the courtside seats. That should clear it up. I mean, we are, we're so close. We can almost taste it. I just don't, if if on the ticket, on the ticket, when it says section, under section, the word Mm -hmm. is courtside. Correct. Correct. Now, when we go to the game and sit there. Whoops. What was that? I thought that Whoops. was like my brain. Like I had a song going no, in my brain I that I wasn't aware of. No, I forgot the microphone. Chandler, on. when we're sitting there tonight, are we? When Jack Nicholson went to those Lakers games and had the sun, the shades on, looking all cool, he was courtside. Spike Lee is courtside. Purple shirt guy for the Hornets, courtside, definitely courtside. We hate that guy. We are second row. Second row boys. Second row boys, though. Going to get it done tonight. Let's go, baby. Second row boys. All right. Uh, Looking forward to East Carolina UCF. We'll talk about that more coming up later on with Stephen Igo, Hoist the Colors. Jeff Nadeau will get his thoughts on the spread of the game. I think it went from three and a half to three in the Pirates' favor, but UCF still a favorite tonight. And uh, we'll talk to a guy who's been covering some ECU athletics, some area high school sports uh garrett short from wnct channel nine he's going to join us when we return and kick off hour number two of pirate radio live here on a tuesday we'll get to know garrett and talk some sports when we return on pirate radio live we're back with you after this listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event we'll keep it local and print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswearenc.com the official sportswear provider of pirate radio for 18 years now let's head back in to pirate radio live here's your host clip Barack. party back with you here on pirate radio live on a tuesday Got the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, joining us later this hour to talk about ECU UCF. Look at that three-point line. Also, the other action going on tonight in college basketball and a divisional round of the NFL playoffs coming up this weekend. Steven Igo, Hoist the Colors, joins us 
at five o'clock right now uh we are joined inside the pirate radio studios by garrett short he is with wnct channel nine here in greenville he is uh brian bailey's number two uh working in the sports department and garrett we appreciate you joining us for the first time how you doing man i'm doing pretty good thanks for having me yeah thanks for uh coming in people have seen you on tv and uh we wanted to get to know you talk some sports with you so first let's get your background uh garrett where are you from i'm originally from a small town about 40 miles south of chicago uh, from there went to school at indiana state which is pretty much known for just about one thing and that's yep. larry bird uh, and then the last few years, I've been working up in Minnesota, which is a heck of a lot different than North Carolina. Uh, and now I'm here, and it's been uh, pretty good, pretty good few months. So Indiana State, I, I didn't want to do the cliche Larry Bird thing. Like, who else, who are the other famous alums of Indiana State? Do you have a list? Um, that's kind of about it. <laughs> now, they've had their their moments of um, athletics and stuff. Um, but honestly, it's not exactly known for a whole bunch of big names. Sycamores is one of the coolest names. Uh, Sean Manaya, um, I believe that's how you say his last name, pitched a no-hitter a few years ago against, I believe it was the Boston Red Sox. Okay. Um, he used to pitch, at least last time I checked, for Oakland. Um, All right. But that's I'm looking at the list right now. And, uh, yeah, not... Oh, Tommy John, most known for the surgery. <laughs> Uh, but he, uh, I guess, was an Indiana State baseball player, and uh, that's about all we got. So. Yeah, not a uh, not a huge short. university. Yeah, <laughs> twenty years, just give it time. <laughs> uh, Thad Mata, I remember him as the coach of Ohio State, also listed as famous alumni from Indiana State. So, are you a Chicago sports fan? Yes. Um, sometimes I advertise it, sometimes I don't, depending on how the teams are doing. Uh, you kind of get to pick and choose, but yeah, sadly a Bears fan. Um, that's probably the one I follow along with most. Um, Bulls, some um, White Sox. Um, so what? why White Sox and not Cubs? How ooh, does that work out? Uh, that's an interesting story. So I grew up on the South side, um, but my parents, my older brother, were all Cubs fans. Um, however, my uncles were Sox fans, and I think I just kind of like to be a thorn in the side of people. Right. Yeah. And my uncle said, hey, I was like four years old. He said, hey, you want like five bucks to be a White Sox fan? I was like, yeah, sure, man. <laughs> you know, when you're four years old, five bucks is like, oh, sweet, that's candy. So. And I, they were I, good. This is like, what, mid-2000s? Yep, that was a few years before they won, they won it all. So you know what? It was a great decision. 2005 came along, and I was yeah. a happy kid. All-time yeah. favorite White Sox. See, that's it. I loved Maglio Ordonez growing up, but that's because he was like right in that sweet spot when I was, you know, eight years old. Yeah. It, he's such a good player for a very short amount of time. Um, but, it, you know, if you're going to go with like all time, I'd probably say Frank Thomas just because how does one large man swing one piece <laughs> of wood so hard outside of uh, who's the lum famous lumberjack with the blue ox? Uh, Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan. It's yes. basically Paul Bunyan playing baseball. Yeah. That was my era, the big hurt. I love. I played first, uh, you know, as a kid, so I had the Frank Thomas high top cleats yeah. and stuff, and then did all that. All right, so uh, hey, White Sox are good now. The Bulls are good now. Yeah, some the injuries Bears right now. <laughs> I don't know if the Bears will ever be good. I've been watching their search for a head coach and GM, and it's like, okay, how is this going to go wrong? Because you know it's going to. <laughs> uh, owner of Pirate Radio, Troy D, a big Bears fan. So and his yeah. office is right there, so after this segment, you can go in there and cry together. Yeah, <laughs> give him a hug and wallow in self-pity. <laughs> but you, do you mind if I go in there and join that session? Because I'm a Carolina Panther fan, oh, and I need I, to let it out. Trust too. me, we're two sides of the same coin kind yeah. of because it's nothing but pain in that on that team luckily i'm a washington football team fan so 
I got a lot. I don't know if that's a lot better or worse. <laughs> it's not. It's not. A lot of sadness uh, in this room right now when it comes to the NFL. So, uh, you say Minnesota a lot different than North Carolina. What are the, uh, I guess, temperatures the first thing I think of. Yeah. Uh, what else stands out about the, the two? The temperature is the main thing right now. It's you know freezing and there's several inches of snow on the ground um the fact Which i guess that, you're used to that kind yeah of? you know yeah. growing up in the chicagoland area we'd get some a decent amount of snow um but it, in the last few years in minnesota you know all of a sudden wind chill would get down to negative 30 which is never a thing here which is really really nice um although i do miss the snow somewhat just because you know i grew up with it i like snowboarding but it's uh that the other big thing, uh, at least for coverage-wise, for work, hockey, high school hockey right. up there is so big. They love it so much. Very loyal. They pack those ice rinks, um, and you know, football is much bigger down here. That's kind of the the attention grabber. So in Greenville today, this is a pretty nice day to you compared oh to, yeah this is hilarious I mean, people are talking about it being cold the last few days oh no it might snow and it's like oh, oh, okay <laughs> yeah go five miles an hour slower you'll be fine i promise have you uh you've been able to make it to a canes game like uh, no i have yeah. not not yet I, i'm not a, a huge hockey fan i really enjoy the sport um you know i was i'm not even a huge blackhawks fan which is funny because they were the most successful chicago yep. sports team in least recent history um but man going to especially high school games in minnesota there's nothing like it because interesting they just get so amped up about it it's a lot of fun all right so uh in your line of work you guys tend to kind of bounce around finding a home so how did you uh you land here in greenville well i actually spoke with um wnct channel nine two years back right out of college um as a possibility um didn't happen but it kind of always hung in the back of my mind of you know it's i've never lived outside the midwest before um that was kind of tantalizing for me of hey let's get out of the middle of nowhere kind of yeah <laughs> and uh yeah i mean ecu being here is was a huge draw um i work with brian bailey who's obviously probably forgotten more about sports in this area than i'll ever know about it um, he's a good guy to attach yourself exactly. he's kind of the unofficial mayor of kind Greenville, of so it's not saying it's irritating walking around with him, but man, everyone, you go, you, you, hey, Brian, hey, Brian, it's like, man, and he remembers their names, which is so impressive. Oh, I, yeah. I forget people's names so easily, but he's just been around so long, um, and ECU's been great. Obviously, they've had a great year for athletics. The football team did so well. Basketball has been, you know, all I have been thinking of lately is, you know, cardiac Kemba when everything was going on. It's just been a heart palpitation and Crazy, Every game's been craziness tight, yeah. for basketball this year. And football was kind of the same way. So yeah. when did you get here to Greenville? Uh, September. I actually believe I moved here on the day of the South Carolina game. Ah, so okay. Pretty early on so he's been here season. a while. Yeah. yeah. Have you, uh, were you able to enjoy like something you probably couldn't get up there, like an Eastern North Carolina summer at the beach or anything? Like you, yeah, you, uh, I got there, um, you know, a few days here and there. Okay. Um, you know, I like being outdoors, so I've been able to bounce around, but you know, I have not seen much of north carolina no. and i that that's something on the to-do list so you got to experience uh, a pretty good year of ecu football that's good and you're experiencing a fun at least home season when you're covering the games of basketball I, I so that's a good I'm thing good luck I'm yeah just I mean, kidding i actually left at halftime of the memphis game because i had to get back for the six o'clock show and uh, then of course they make the comeback so maybe i'm not good luck. so are you working tonight no, I'm not. I am okay. off. All right. So we need you to leave at halftime. <laughs> if you don't go to the game, yeah, leave at halftime. Go at first, and if yeah. things are going poorly, then leave. That's, then that's head out of there. Uh, how about covering the high schools? I heard you and Chandler talking about this a little off the air, but 
how much you enjoy and you know there's some good football around here but uh, a ton of great hoops as well when you oh yeah farmville kinston those teams and what's funny is like when you're so immersed in one sport you know you kind of put the others on the back burner and i hadn't experienced basketball yet so i didn't know how good farmville central was how good kinston was you know some of the really bright young stars in the greenville area at rose or south central um, and then all of a sudden when sports switch, you go to games and all of a sudden you see people throwing down alley-oop dunks. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's pretty good. This is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, there are a ton of great players here in this area. And uh, baseball, softball will be the same uh, with, with Conley, Rose, South, uh, all the schools around here. So uh, you got some good sports to cover. How much are you enjoying uh, Eastern North Carolina as a whole so oh, far? It's been really good. Um, actually, you were talking to me about culture shock before we went on and um, one of the main differences is the barbecue. Yeah, it, I was going to ask you about yeah, that. Midwest barbecue, you got the thick, sweet sauce and stuff, and it's more vinegar-based around here. But I still enjoy it. Um, you know, it's kind of sampling a part of uh, America that I've never stayed you know, long-term in. And now I can drive to the beach. You know, it's an hour, hour and a half mm-hmm. maybe, but it's still a drive to the beach, and I'm all of a sudden at the ocean, which is it's pretty cool. What uh, I love to bring up the, the food top. What, like, foods do you miss? that aren't here um, and, and what do you like that you didn't have an option for back there well obviously the, the seafood thing is is really nice around here if okay. you want to have good seafood you can kind of go anywhere and for the most part you can kind of assume it's going to be fresh considering it's not like it's a very far drive to the ocean um chicago land you know food I, I do miss deep dish pizza um but you know that's kind of a a very concentrated portion of America that has that anyways. Um, and that's the pizza that's not, I'm not trying to offend. It's almost, it's like, it's, it's, like, it's, it's almost a, like a pie or a casserole. Yeah, correct. Talk, yeah, that's yeah. what I was trying yeah. to get to. It's stuffed with cheese and absolutely delicious. Reminds me of home. Okay. All right. So, uh, I don't know. We'll try to find you some good yeah, Any pizza here. joints out there got yeah. me. Uh, any way to whip that up, that'd be great. We got uh, plenty of, uh, of great uh, pizza options around here. I'm not sure we, if we have what you're looking for. Uh, all right. So, we've hit on pretty much the get-to-know-you portion of the, uh, the segment. So, how about um, what do you focusing on right now east carolina high school basketball anything else you're you're covering over at channel nine that you enjoy um i mean those are the, some of the main things um you know, I, I think coming here has also given me a chance to focus on some of the professional sports as well because you don't really pay attention a ton to you know the hornets if you're out of state but all of a sudden they're doing pretty well the canes are doing pretty good so yeah it's kind of a been a pretty good year knock on wood over the last 365 days for sports outside of maybe the panthers <laughs> i wish the hornets were looked at as more of the state's team but it's so yeah. far across the state it's a long state yeah i didn't <laughs> ever realize that but i've driven yeah. a par- across it a few times it's a haul yeah no doubt uh all right let's talk uh nfl playoffs who uh i don't know who stood out to you wild card weekend what what stood out to you oh, one of the things that i've been thinking about um the fact that I don't like the Cowboys, which is where I differ. You fit in well. Yeah, uh, differ from my coworker. Um, so <laughs> seeing the 49ers win was nice. Um, however, uh, you know, people keep saying that they have a good chance to beat the Packers. As a Chicago Bears fan, <laughs> I've seen Aaron Rodgers enough. It's not team uh, owner, right? Aaron Rodgers. Oh owns my the... gosh, let's not get into <laughs> okay. This. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. It's um, 
I think it, there's a few really good games. Um, I just don't think that game is is going to be very good. I just assume that Rodgers is going to deal. Um, the game I'm looking at, though, is the Chiefs and Bills, and I think it kind of stinks that this is happening so early in the playoffs because these are two of the most dynamic teams if Buffalo plays well. I, can't, I mean, that's Sunday, and hopefully the games are as good on the field as they are on paper, but Chiefs, Bills, Bucks, Rams. Yeah, th- those are the two that's good That's awesome, games. awesome day of football. And Saturday looks like you're going to have your two home teams win. There is a – it's a narrative, but I guess it's true. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has lost games on that field in the playoffs before, so yeah. it wouldn't be unprecedented, but you, you never don't see know. it happening. And people are talking that people that know way more about the analytics of football than I do, but I, I just am not going to say that Aaron Rodgers is going to lose to Jimmy Garoppolo. I, that's – doesn't make sense in my head. You're right. And Jimmy G tried to get the Cowboys back in the game on Sunday. That <laughs> did. Uh, and the late interception for was a brutal. So, uh, all right. Bears uh, coaching, sir. Who do you want to be their coach? That's. I kind of want Brian Flores. Yeah. I, I want a guy with some experience. Um, I think they're interviewing soon Byron Lefwich, who's the offensive coordinator for Tampa. Um, I don't like that. I'm sure he's a great guy, and I'm sure he's very smart. But being a first-time head coach, and also he's had Tom Brady as his quarterback. Like some, yes, coaching is very important, but you also have to look at the tools that they were given. And I could probably get Tom Brady to throw for at least well, 25 touchdowns a year if I was the offensive coordinator and he was throwing to Gronk. And I hate to put this on Leftwich, but like when Adam Gase was Peyton Manning's coach, yep. Adam Gase was awesome, right? Yeah, you're just in a then good Then he's scenario. away from Peyton Manning, and he's one of the worst coaches we've seen in the NFL. So I get that point. And Flores, it's not like he has a ton of experience, but he's had two winning seasons as a head coach, right? Yeah, so. and it's, it hasn't been like Miami's had a great shake of the deal. You know, yeah. Some yeah. quarterbacks getting hurt, so... I don't think whatever happens is going to be perfect right away, but there's better options than others, clearly. How about uh, Justin Fields? Where are you at on him right now? I I liked him a lot coming out of college. Um, I thought that he was probably going to be the best quarterback. Um, They were talking about his, you know, mental tests that he was had a great reaction time and his brain was sharp and stuff and I obviously the physical attributes are there and there's been some moments this past season where he was great but also look at who he was dealing with you know Nagy we won't even get into that and also he wasn't thrown to a whole bunch of great core of wide receivers so there are some uh rumors that every time I see them I throw my computer out the window that say that Washington might be trying to land Mitchell Trubisky as their next quarterback. What do you think about Mitch being a starter again? I think sports are all about habit, um, and I really don't think Trubisky was that bad. I think he was playing on maybe not the most talented team with a bad coach, um, and he could have been good, and they kind of just poured all of that (laughs) opportunity down the drain. Um, However, I I still think he's somewhat serviceable. He's not going to be your you know, all pro quarterback. Yeah. And that's the thing in this league, right? Like if you have serviceable, it's just not good enough. And, and, and that's the thing that teams like Washington, you're kind of in that purgatory. Where, oh, definitely. You know, six, seven, eight wins is not going to do it. Yeah. it's uh, And that's where the Panthers are now that Cam's done. Yeah. And it's been like that ever since Cam's left. Yeah. And so. it's a scary place to be. And hopefully it doesn't last as oh, long will. as I think it will. Oh, it will. But like you said, it probably will. And and look, the bear. The Bears and, and Washington are very similar in that you had the Cutler years, but outside of that, 
I mean, even Jim McMahon, they won a Super Bowl, but he, he wasn't, wasn't a great quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you went to the Super Bowl with Sexy Rexy, right? Oh, Rex yeah. Grossman. Yeah, that was like, 2000, I think, yeah, six. The I Bears have watching. been the same team pretty much my entire football watching life where they have been good defense, solid to offense. good on defense and poor on offense. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's Rinse crazy. Repeat. Yeah. That's not that I'm telling you anything you don't know. It's just kind of fascinating that they've been that same team. And Washington's been dysfunctional yep. your entire football watching life. Yep. So here we are. Bunch of sad football fans. <laughs> the uh, RG3's book coming out, I believe, sometime. Surviving in the Washington yeah, or whatever it, it is. That is going to be a very interesting read. Oh, God. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> RG. If he wrote about surviving the awful turf. At FedEx Field, I might read it, but <laughs> all these stuff, I don't know, man. It's uh, Daniel Snyder has, has ruined it and will forever. Why are we talking about this? We're, we're getting to know Garrett Short. No need to get on Washington right now. All right, uh, so Garrett, uh, you're off tonight, so uh, you going to Minji's? Are you hanging out? What do you do outside of work? That's kind of interesting. Generally, if I'm there, I have a camera on my shoulder. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably um, go, and obviously, if the first half goes anything like it did against memphis i'll probably head out but yeah I'll, I'll go and watch the, the game as a fan um <laughs> what I'll, kind of hobbies have you picked up or what do you do outside of working here well that's a good question what um, are you watching on tv anything good uh re-watching how i met your mother how i met your father just uh came out i think today and stuff um other than that that's though, um not too much who's the star of that i heard that being advertised uh the, hillary duff is hillary the, duff yeah. yes um but other than that exercise i love to cook um, I gotta, hmm. uh, I gotta find some seafood market or someplace because you know, if you're <laughs> when in Rome, I guess you, there's a whole bunch of fish around here that's All right. fresh. So, um, so if we're kinda... on um, Hell's Kitchen with Gordon Ramsay and he says make your signature dish, oh, what just is... spaghetti, man. Nothing. <laughs> if I'm cooking for Gordon Ramsay, I'm not gonna try and wow him. I'm just gonna cook something that he's like, yes, Garrett's this is signature spaghetti. spaghetti. Yep, yeah, just something simple because i know it's not going to be bad and he's not going to put my head between two pieces of bread and tell me i'm an idiot sandwich <laughs> are you uh is it meatballs meat sauce uh, meat what? sauce okay all right well next time you're on the show bring some <laughs> in we'll uh we'll taste it right here on the air garrett uh it's been good to get to know you man so uh when are you on the air when can we see you uh generally on weekends um but yeah it's uh most of my stuff um at least on air is uh saturday sunday but you will see me all the time you know schedules change with ecu's schedule which hopefully doesn't change for them too much obviously covid they've been uh i've already fought that once this year um but yeah saturdays and sundays generally on air it's uh six and eleven and then see me around say hi (laughs) i I promise i'm not scary looking even if i look scary (laughs) i just if you see a short blonde guy with a camera on his shoulder that's probably me say hello uh, a little southern hospitality yep right? exactly uh garrett nice to meet you man and uh we'll talk to you again talk yep. more sports with you Thanks uh, for having me. down the road all right let's take a break we'll come back when we return we'll visit with the big man on campus jeff nadu he'll join us east carolina a three-point underdog tonight we'll talk about that and look at the rest of the college basketball slate when we return after this PGV. Fast, convenient, and close to home, PGV has more American Airlines flights. Book today at AA.com. PGV, where the pirates fly. 
Hey, Pirate Nation, Lindsey Gray here with Carolina Caliber. In 1960, my granddaddy started his firearm business right here in Eastern NC. Still family-owned and operated, we have the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and are one of the nation's top firearm dealers. At Carolina Caliber, we have everything you need from hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. We buy, sell, and trade. It's a time-honored tradition. Visit us at Carolina Caliber on Fire Tower Road in Winter. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. From sales to service, Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. You can shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Alrighty, nice to uh, get to know Garrett Short, WNCT Channel 9, talk a little sports, get to know him a little bit. Chandler and I are re-watching East Carolina Memphis from Saturday, and uh, we've talked about it on the show this week, but the the score, the, the margin went from Memphis by 11 to Memphis by 14 for literally, I, I want to say the first 10 minutes of the second half, we're watching it now, Memphis up 11 with 14.36 to go, but it was not a a furious comeback until really the final two minutes, final minute and a half, whatever. It was a slow drip, slow burn type of comeback where the Pirates just kept chipping away and chipping away. I really I can't remember if I told you uh, while we were watching the game in the stands, Chandler, but I felt like East Carolina was going to come up like a minute or two too short because they never could make that push. No. Uh, but they did at the very end, but it felt like they were going to catch up. I thought they were just going to run out of time. Uh, so it was amazing they were able to complete this comeback. Well, I was, you know, I kept thinking if we're if there's going to be a comeback, it needs to happen somewhere in these double digit minutes right, right. here. You know, it, it, and I told, I just told you off the air. Once the ten minute mark came, I was like, all right, now time's not on our side. You know, the clock's going to continue to tick, and Pirates are coming up with empty uh, uh, possessions. Um, because it's, you know, right now it's a 13 point game. It was just an 11 point game. Great every, hustle play by Brandon Suggs there. Every time there was an 11 point game or 11 point de- deficit, I kept saying to myself, "All right, if the Pirates can get into single digits and cut this thing into single digits, get a couple of stops, we'll be in it." And uh, like just now, it's back to a 13 point game with 13:56 to go. So, and it was like that, like we've said for majority of the second half until the nitty gritty of the game down the stretch and uh, in crunch time. And Pirates were just and wow, took his band off. It looked like yeah, that guy's not getting on the boat. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, let's talk about East Carolina and UCF plus the other action going on tonight and uh, some NFL as well as the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, joins us on. The Pirate Radio Live Line. Big man, how you doing today? What's up, Cliff? How are you? Hey, man. Doing good. Looking forward to some Pirate Hoops tonight. Menji's Coliseum, East Carolina, 10-0 at home. Coming off a come-from-behind victory over Memphis on Saturday. And, Jeff, when we talked to you last Thursday, you said, make sure you see who's playing for Memphis uh, before you make a pick in this game. Despite them having a couple of guys out, they were about 19 points in the first half. But East Carolina fought all the way back, ends it on a buzzer beater 
uh, to knock off Memphis on Saturday. UCF coming up tonight. Jeff, I know you like the Knights heading into this year. They have had the Pirates number throughout the years, but they're coming off a, a really weird a, a blowout loss to South Florida. So what do you think about this one tonight, Jeff? Uh, UCF around a three, three-and-a-half point favorite over the Pirates. Yeah, Clip, I played uh, UCF here. Sorry. Uh, I I think this is a rough spot for ECU coming off that buzzer-beater win. Look, I look back and I ask myself, how the hell did that happen? I mean, Memphis was up 10 with like a minute 10 to go. I, I mean, it's crazy. I, I just kept watching the box score and I'm thinking, how is this happening? Uh, how is this happening? You know, you mentioned you know, UCF saw a really brutal loss, just didn't play very well. Uh, we're one, uh, I think, two for 20 from three. I don't think that's going to happen again. I think they go on the road and take care of business. I really do. Uh, Pirates, uh, I guess, are due, you could say, for a home loss. How long can this home streak keep going? And, yeah, for whatever reason, UCF has had the Pirates number. They're in a bounce-back spot coming up tonight here. Uh, big night of college basketball, Jeff. Uh, what are you – I'll throw out a, a couple of games. We were on the Bonnies on Friday, and uh, they were able to take care of business at home against VCU. They're on the road at Dayton tonight. And last time I looked, Dayton was uh, – Around a two-point favorite, something like that. Uh, how about that matchup in the A-10? I like the Bonnies here, Clip. I just think they're the better team. Dayton's young. They're inexperienced. What what, what does St. Bonaventure do well? They're old. They're experienced. They can handle these road, raucous atmospheres. Um, they're 2-0 and in conference. Time to turn the page on a couple of weird losses and out-of-conference play and realize that St. Bonaventure is still really good. They're on the bubble. You really need games like this. Uh, you have to take care of business. They're a better defensive team. They're a better overall team. Dayton's a team that really likes to get into the teeth of the defense, something that a veteran Bonnie team will kind of wall off. I think Bonnie goes on the road. This line opened two, two and a half, down to one. I think the Bonnies win this game. Big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, joining us. Uh, Miami going for a an early triangle sweep here. They've knocked off NC State. They've knocked off Duke. Tonight, North Carolina on the road at Miami, and the Tar Heels a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road uh, down in Coral Gables. How about that matchup coming up at 7 o'clock tonight? Any thoughts on that one, Jeff? Yeah, I had a hard time wondering who would stop who in this game. I don't think Miami's very good defensively. I don't think uh, – UNC's very good on that end either. Both teams want to push the tempo and play fast. Um, I think this is a high-scoring game. It wouldn't surprise me if this is like 87, 84, something like that. Um, you know, I, I, I lean Carolina just because they rebound at such a high level, and I feel like you know Miami's a little gimmicky, but this seems like a high-scoring game. Jeff, just kind of bouncing around here, and I can do that with you since you know these teams top to bottom. I, I gave a shot on Kansas a couple of weeks ago on the road at Texas Tech. That one did not work out for me. Should I go back to Kansas tonight? Another you know tough road game at Oklahoma. The Jayhawks four and a half, uh, four point favorites on the road tonight in Norman. Well, you know, it's interesting, last season in the NCAA tournament, Eastern Washington really gave Kansas a lot of problems. If we remember, Tanner Groves, who's now in Oklahoma, was really good in that game. Huh. I think he's going to give McCormick a lot of problems. The, the problem that Oklahoma has is they just haven't been great defensively. I feel like that's something under Porter Moser that shouldn't be happening. Um, but, you know, for me... I like Oklahoma. They always are very good with the basketball. They're always just a high IQ team. I like their guard plan. I like Groves. I got to be honest. I think this is first to 75 wins. I'd actually lean over. I think both teams score at a pretty high rate. Um, I think Tanner Groves can have a big game here. I don't think it's one in the Big 12 that I'm running to bet on. I think there's better matchups in that conference tonight, but 
Um, you know, Kansas, you know, off a, uh, a blowout victory, um, you're now going to go on the road. You know, I think it could be a good spot for Oklahoma to hang around. All right, Jeff, I'll throw out a couple more, then we'll see what else you like coming up tonight. Uh, a couple of 9 o'clock uh, tip-offs to look at. Tennessee at Vanderbilt. Uh, Vols, they're, they're coming off that big blowout loss, right? They're six-and-a-half-point favorites against Vandy. And then Duke is a five-point favorite coming off uh, an easy win over NC State. They're on the road at Florida State. We've kind of talked about it. Maybe not your your typical best Leonard Hamilton Florida State teams, uh, but they have knocked off Duke there uh, a few times in the past. So how about those road favorites, Tennessee, Duke? Uh, what do you think about those games tonight? Well, I think Duke could have a real problem with Florida State. FSU's playing some good basketball all of a sudden. Chemistry's there. Cohesion's starting to, to figure itself out. It seems like Duke is just dead set on doing this isolation crap with Bancaro. Look, it's not a bad idea. He's a good player. But I don't know if they have the, the, the guns beside Bancaro to really hang in a long-term college basketball season. I think FSU's problematic. I think they can handle Bancaro up front. Uh, I think they could upset Duke tonight. I think this is a real upset uh, alert spot. Ton of games tonight, big man. We ran over a few of them. What else are you looking at on tonight's card? Uh, well, I, I personally did bet St. Bonaventure. I will say, Cliff, there's a really random matchup, IUPUI and Ohio State. I saw that. Uh, Ohio State like a 33-and-a-half point favorite or something. I've said before, IUPUI is the worst offense I've ever seen at this level. Uh, truly, they have not gotten a 60 in any game this season, <laughs> and they played the 336th worst schedule. Nice. They're shockingly bad. The best team they played was Oakland, uh, who held them to 45. I mean, I don't think they get the 40 in this game. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, it's really going to be does Ohio State care? I think that's really the question. Here's what I would do. IUPUI team total under in the first half, 21 and a half. I don't think they get the 20. <laughs> All right. I like I like that. That'll be a fun watch, just hoping they brick it. What is this like a makeup game? Why is this game happening tonight? Uh, you know, that's something I was asked on our college basketball show earlier. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I, I'm not sure. I, I guess, you know, if you're IUPUI, I guess it's some sort of makeup. I'm not sure. No. I don't know little tune-up uh, for the Buckeyes coming up tonight. All right, so a uh, great slate of college games. And, uh, Jeff, if people want more of your uh, insight on these games, where, where can they go to find that? Yeah, check me out on the, the BetUS College Basketball Show every day at 1 o'clock. I tweet it out. I, I, I mention the link. I'm also on Patreon, patreon.com slash BMOC. Really just trying to do stuff a little bit everywhere, you know, trying to – you know, build stuff. I got so much going on, but I, I try to stay up. But, yeah, I mean, you can catch me on uh, Pirate Radio with Clip Block yeah. like every Tuesday and Thursday as well. How was your, uh, how was your NFL weekend, Jeff? Uh, it was good. I actually did quite well. I had the Bucks. I had the Chiefs. Uh, game sucked. And these yeah. teams blew. Yeah. Um, but hopefully that's kind of what happens in these divisional matchups. Now, now the cream rises to the top. It's all good matchups from here on out. Uh, let's look at a few of them real quick. We'll reconvene on Thursday and see if you finalized anything. But um, early thoughts on Bengals Titans. Uh, you know, what is Tennessee going to look like? Derrick Henry back. Uh, you know, is, is Brown healthy, ready to go at receiver? The, these Titans three and a half point favorites over the Bengals coming off their win over the Raiders, total 47. Any thoughts on that one? You know, I, I'm thinking. 
I think 47 is a nice price. I'm looking at maybe an over in this game. You know, 48 you know, kind of a number you want to stay under when you're, when, you know, if you can get to an under 48 as far as the, the, the score, just when you're at 42 to get up over that 48. I, I like this over. You know, two solid quarterbacks, two offenses that can move the football through the air. We know the Titans are very good in the red zone, always have been. I don't love either defense. I think this is where the Bengals' defense really falters. Uh, they've been kind of hanging on a, a thread, I believe. Both these teams give up about 21 points a game. I think this would be more in the mid-20s. I'm, I'm going to play the over in this game. Ready for uh, for Rams bugs. I've got a future on the Rams. They look like, uh, for the most part, last night, a team that could make a Super Bowl run. But how about against Tampa Bay on uh, Sunday? What's your early thoughts on that one, Jeff? You talk. What a matchup this is! Yeah, a Titanic matchup. Uh, I mean, both of those games Sunday, Jeff. Rams, Bugs, Bills, Chiefs. What? That's a great day of football. Oh yeah, no, it's terrific. Listen, Clip. Uh, if you're going to give me the Rams at a dog price, I'm on them. I, I think the difference in this game is the secondaries. It's that simple. I, I don't trust Tampa's secondary. I haven't all year. I won't today. I won't tomorrow. They have some major injury questions. Look, they beat the Eagles. Eagles did had no business in the playoffs. Uh, Rams beat a pretty damn good Cardinal group and did it easily. I'm going to tell you now, Clip, I'll say it and keep saying it. I think the Rams win the Super Bowl. I think they're the best team in the NFL on both sides. Uh, Stafford, I think this Cooper Cup, I mean, they're just terrific. Uh, I'm uh, I'm on the Rams here, plus three. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Odds to win the Super Bowl right now. Uh, if you think the Niners can make a run and, and knock off the Packers and somehow beat the Bucks or Rams, uh, you can get a, a good price on them. Are, are the Titans, uh, I'm seeing them plus 800 right now, Jeff. Are they still undervalued for a one seed? or I mean, obviously people love the Bills and Chiefs, but would you take a flyer on Tennessee? I don't think. And, well, I guess you, you – I guess I probably would, though, just because – you know, you look at the Bills and Chiefs, they're going to cannibalize each other, yeah. right? So, yeah, I, I definitely would, because uh, I think the, the, the Titans will beat the Bengals. So, basically, um, you know, that'll be cut in half. We'll probably get on a five or four to one, right. maybe even lower. But it's still a good – yeah, I think eight to one's a good price. Yeah, shocking to see a one seed that high at this point in the playoffs. Well, you brought it to my attention. I may be betting that. There you go. Uh, Don't blame me if it fails. Uh, Jeff Nadeau joining us here on the Pirate Radio Live Line. All right, big man, anything else uh, before we let you go? Have you, when's the last time you played anything in the NBA? Have you looked at it at all? Uh, Very randomly. I actually really start, you know, I I bet a lot of props and and just kind of number spots. And that's why for me, I don't like talking publicly about the NBA just because. I bet it so differently than most people. I'm really just going against like line movements and mm-hmm. that. It's really just kind of an analytical number thing, um, and it's all about the number in the NBA. So I don't really uh, share much public, but I make. You know, I bet it every night. You know, kind of behind the scenes for sure. Gotcha, big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau joining us. Check out the Sit Down Podcast if you're into mob and mafia history. Uh, you can download the latest episode and all the episodes today. Uh, and Jeff, we will reconvene with you on Thursday, man. Good luck tonight. Enjoy the hoops. Sounds good. Look forward to a clip. Thanks. Jeff Nadeau joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout, come back, have more for you here in hour number two. We'll look back at some of the conversation between Brian Bailey and Cliff Godwin yesterday on the Brian Bailey Show. Mix in a little ECU baseball talk here on the program another poll out today we'll tell you about that one hear what cliff godwin had to say about the polls 
And also, uh, Cliff talked about Mission Week as well with Brian Bailey yesterday. We'll hear that when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you miss the show on Pirate Radio? You can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. All right, another day, another baseball poll, another ECU high-ranking in said baseball poll. This one, I believe, is most legit. We'll ask Igo at 5 o'clock. I think D1 Baseball, the most trusted and respected source and poll when it comes to college baseball. East Carolina selected 12th preseason uh in this d1 baseball poll look at the teams around them link jarrett's notre dame fighting irish uh come in 13th preseason nc state is ranked 10th top team in the country projected to be texas this year followed by arkansas vanderbilt loses those two arms that we saw in the super regional they are third and then mississippi state who won it all is uh coming in at number five uh, or number four i should say old miss at number five so East Carolina, 12th uh, in that poll. Of course, uh, Cliff Godwin doesn't care too much about those polls. Uh, talked about it with Brian Bailey yesterday on the Brian Bailey Show, and uh, we'll hear a little bit of that right now. Pirates ranked as high as eighth so far in some of the preseason polls. Some of the polls are still coming out. And uh, I knew your reaction, what it was going to be before it came out. But I'm always, I always chuckle when I read it because I think it means a lot to you internally that your program is thought of like that. But you understand the fact that, you know, it doesn't mean anything until you get to the end of May. Uh, really, just listening to you say it means a lot to me internally. It really, it's good for the fans. I, I don't know if it means a lot to me internally. Our players that are on our team now, some of them have been a part of really good teams, but these incoming guys, right. they're just getting the fruits of a lot of hard work by our other guys and our coaches and our support staff. And, and I mean that with all due respect, but... At this time of the year, if we're not ranked, it doesn't make me feel like we're a worse team or we're a better team because we're ranked eighth. And it's just such – I know Nick Saban says it all the time, but it is such poison, poison and <laughs> such rat poison because kids are just on their phone all the time. And if they start believing all the nice things that publications are writing about them, then they're not going to work as hard. And we always talk about – believing you're the best but working like you're in last place and and that's the reason we've been able to sustain a lot of success here for our baseball program all right uh cliff codwin you you knew if you bring up weather polls you're going to get a similar answer pretty much every time uh also uh, let's hear more from that show yesterday shirley bailey and cliff godwin from the brian bailey show 
you know, can can you visualize your starting lineup right now? Can you can you look at that? I know that you guys put out a a projected starting lineup, but I know that's kind of you know. I don't know who put that out. They didn't ask me, so I don't know who that is. Uh, yeah. Malcolm Malcolm made that up. Yeah, Malcolm probably did. <laughs> but he meant well, so I'm sure it's fine. It's got to be close. Oh, of course, yeah. you know. So there's a lot of time between now and when we play our first game. It's it's amazing. People go, "Hey, when's your first game?" And I'm like, third weekend of February. I don't even know the date because that's such so far away from me you know i'm worried about what our guys are doing today and then what we're going to do tomorrow and obviously with weather that stuff changes uh here and there but we're blessed. somebody did write it the first thing and said ask cliff about the weather yeah i mean everybody <laughs> gets a kick out of that but hey the thing, the thing well the thing about it is is a hey, only the good Lord up top can control the weather. That's so right. I don't, I don't get frustrated with it. Is either we're going to make a decision to go outside and practice, or we're not. And that's what I tell our guys. Hey, look, if we go outside, don't act like you're cold. Just we're going to go outside and practice. And if I think it's too cold, we'll go inside. But if not, then let's get to work. All right, Cliff Goblin on the Brian Bailey Show. You can check it out in its entirety uh, on YouTube. Subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. You can watch it there. You can also download it and listen to it if you choose to do so and uh chandler we were coming back on the air here you asked uh did did we bring up ecu baseball with garrett short because garrett has been through a football season uh he's now going through basketball has never never experienced ecu baseball and everything that comes with that so he's going to be in for a surprise i got to imagine he brought up all the hockey that he covered up in minnesota i can't imagine baseball is a big sport when it comes high school college uh around those parts of the country so he'll probably be in for a a bit of a shock when he sees the not only the play on the field but really the following the emotion the fan support that comes with ecu baseball yeah i I meant to ask him about it i actually did ask him about what he's been told about the sports here in eastern north carolina um you know the the great talent that there has been coming out of eastern north carolina for years now whether it's farmville kinston uh and then of course east east carolina sports and um forgot to ask him about ecu baseball if he was ready to cover ecu baseball which i'm sure he is and uh i was going to tell him that he's in for a treat not just for the success that ecu baseball brings and has been bringing to the pirate nation for several years now really since Cliff Godwin has uh, been on board, which is this will be his eighth year as the head coach for the Pirates, and uh, but just more for the atmosphere and what the jungle brings uh, there in the outfield. So he's in for a treat when it comes to ECU baseball, and it's coming up soon. Saw uh, some comments when we came in here for the third half uh, after the win over Memphis on uh, Saturday night that uh, somebody said it's great to have a bridge between football and baseball. I hate that people look at it that way, yeah, but I, know. I guess you know if you if you look at it over the years, ECU basketball has not given folks uh, a ton to be excited about. So I kind of understand it. Uh, but after last week, you got another big home game tonight. It, it, this one is really important because if ECU goes out and loses tonight, they can still win some more games this year and, and things like that. But it will feel like the one maybe flash-in-the-pan upset that EC will have this year. If they win tonight, I don't know. You start to get excited about, yeah. all right, where are we in this conference? As Cy Seymour said, you got all these teams already with two or more losses. I think the only teams that don't have that are uh, Houston, who's going to end up winning this thing, and SMU, who has one loss right now in conference play. 
everything else is really up for grabs and that includes the the memphis team we saw the other night that includes tulane who's been winning some games that includes ucf uh who comes in here tonight and it includes the pirates so uh kind of a an, an opportunity to i don't know if prove is the word with all these games left but show that we're going to be a contender for you know top half of the league this year yeah i mean pirates looking to go over 500 uh you know, and this is the fifth game the Pirates have played in conference play this year. So a chance to go over 500 to get to three and two, 12 and five overall. So Pirates are rolling, and, and to get the 12 wins, you know, and there's still plenty of season left for the Pirates. But there's going to be some tough road games down the stretch for ECU uh, late in the season, and then of course conference uh, conference tournament starts, and that's where it really all um, matters when it comes to success. Can the Pirates? Um, one stay healthy and uh and produce and produce buckets and, and get some quality wins like they've had already this season east carolina right now is a three-point underdog they won uh their first game as an underdog last time out they were seven seven and a half point dogs to memphis on saturday uh that was the first game east carolina won outright as an underdog they had lost all the previous now they're a dog again and uh, they're going to be a dog for a lot of these games uh, coming up the remainder of the conference season. So that's going to be uh, no surprise, no shocker there. It'll be the Pirates and the Knights going at it 7 o'clock tonight in Minji's Coliseum. Once again, uh, looking at some other action, had a final from earlier today. St. Peter's did win that game against Canisius. You've got a game about to tip off. The Baylor Bears are 15-2. and two on the road at West Virginia. So we'll keep an eye on that one the last uh, hour here. We're actually watching a replay from ECU Memphis. We're about to get to the good part, uh, Chandler, from that comeback on Don't spoil uh, it. I don't know what happened. What happened? You, I saw you were trying to live bet the end of this uh, game. I really watching. want the Pirates' money line. Something tells me they're going to pull it out here. <clears throat> no chance. I mean, Tremont just hit a miracle three as time expired on the shot clock. Didn't count. If that would have counted, I say ECU wins this game. Now I don't see... Any way they win. Wait, now, let's see. They're looking at it again. I thought, remember, no. I, I thought during the game that he had got it off, but uh, apparently not. And uh, like that bucket not counting really kind of put me down. The that team. was a deflator. You could have got to four with seven fifty nine left. Yeah, you are right in it. Now it's seven, and and now we're getting to that stretch where it it stayed from like five to ten. For like eight minutes, right? Yeah. Well, you, we were mentioning uh, off the air earlier during the game the other night, especially in the second half. We were talking to your dad, who sits with us, and how many times did we say, "Hey," or how, how many times did he ask, "If we get a bucket here, are we in this game?" <laughs> he kept saying, "Is it anybody's game?" Is it anybody's? And game? I was like, "No, it's not. It's not." And you were like, "If we get a bucket here, it'll be anybody's game." We could not get that bucket no. for like four minutes. It was frustrating. So under eight minutes to go here in counting, Pirates down seven after a um, heartbreaking no basket from Tremont Robinson White in the corner for three to cut it to four. They go down. Let's see. I think an offensive foul. No, they didn't call anything. Brandon Suggs is bleeding. His lip is literally bleeding. They've hurt my poor boy, and they uh, they hit a layup, and there's no call. Hey, the newest member of the Sug boat has just arrived. Who? Steven Igloo. Well, A, you don't determine who's on, and B, he will never get a spot on the Sugboat, and he knows why. Uh, yeah, Brandon Suggs just got head-butted in the mouth. Uh, no call. 
and Memphis gets the uh, gets the layup. Stephen Igo uh, going to walk into the studio here, our guest in hour number three of today's program. Going to uh, come watch some of this basketball game with us. Stephen, how you doing, bud? Bringing your own solo cup to the show. I like that. What's yeah, in yeah. that cup? Uh, clear liquid. Mm. I'll let you make the judgment on what it is. <laughs> how you doing, Igo? I'm doing good, man. I'm fired up about a basketball game some today. hoops yeah really? were you listening coming in i was listening to the last 30 seconds <laughs> i was actually listening to your show yesterday we uh doesn't it feel like that it, if they lose tonight i don't know it's kind of par for the course like ECU got their big home win now they go out and lose. if they win this game tonight this game is the turning point you start to feel something right everybody's always like after a big wing after a big wang after a big win, that that game big was, wang. <laughs> I mean, you should have just moved on instead of repeating it. No, I'm just trying to give you all a soundbite. Uh, <laughs> either way, the point is everybody's always like, "Oh, that's the turning point, like a big win." But that's not for me. I've seen enough random solo upsets. Like yeah, anybody can have a buzzer beater. Can you follow it up and then come through with the the big win? the following game because i actually looked at the previous schedules for the past 10 15 years before i came over here because mm. i wanted to actually talk about this like this is the game where ecu has never done well in in terms of following up a big win with another good performance they've had some actually some decent performances like last year they beat houston they almost beat memphis on the road and then they didn't win again the rest of the year how about the scheduling quirk for this year i go where you get the big win and your next game's at home yeah that's important a few days later because a lot of those games have been either on the road or against somebody really good the last time they had a really good win was like 2015 i think 2014 15 may 15 16 they beat uh somebody at home they actually beat memphis on the road under lebo and yeah. they came back and beat Temple pretty handily at home. So that was like the, the last time they've kind of strung together two big wins in a row. Um, you know, this league is just so tough. So it, you know, the one thing it does encourage me is I feel like ECU didn't even play that well against Memphis, and they still found a way to win. Like, I feel like they haven't played a complete game yet all year. They've played so many good halves. Yeah, like, they, they haven't played a complete game all year. Like the uh... – even the, the the Oklahoma first half was good, but remember that next game they were dominating Old Dominion. Old Dominion was pretty good, yeah. And that they, was almost a full game. They kind of let off more so the first half. They played a great first half against Davidson, great first half against Liberty, and have not completed those games. Even in these wins, these last two games, which one wasn't a win, awful first half against Cincinnati, which I guess you got to give them some credit, uh, but not a good first half. Uh, we kept waiting for the run to happen, and it just would not happen. Yeah. They're down twelve with five minutes. It felt like how the hell did they win this? That's game? the thing is like it just felt like you could kind of feel. And I was watching on TV, but like you could just feel the energy, like waiting to. All right, when is ECU going to make like a six zero run to yeah. really get Minji's back in it? And it just never seemed to happen until the very last minute. Until the until they started pressing and getting those turnovers off the press, and that means that you got to give credit to them on the defensive side. Memphis yeah, helped out with turnovers, but. There was a lot of empty possessions for Memphis, which kept us in, uh, in the game. Yeah, it was just, and that's the thing. They just haven't defended well all year, consistently, and they finally did kind of down the stretch. So you hope that kind of opens their eyes and is like, all right, if we want to win in this league, you've got to defend well. And I think 
Memphis may have won the rebounding battle, but it wasn't by a huge margin. Um, and and they've been out rebounding teams by like six or seven a game. I tell you that uh, every time that number zero got the ball, my dad was telling him to shoot. I got a let him shoot the lefty. Let him shoot. Oh, I <laughs> the lefty for Memphis. Timberlake. Yeah. Wait. So you weren't at the game Saturday? I was not. I was in COVID protocols. Ah, as a precaution. I'm fine. Good to hear. Good uh, to hear. what what's wrong with zero shot? He's he, not good. He was a top twenty five recruit coming out of high school. Did you watch him play the other day? I just saw him cry. Our photographer got a good picture of him after uh, Suggs' shot. <laughs> Let me find his numbers. He just he he didn't have a good game. I'll it say it was that. his first game back from injury, so maybe that was why. Okay, so he will be good. I mean, their entire team is beast recruits. Yeah, but what does that mean? Look at this guy. And what about the quickness of number fourteen? Now that dude, he's is he, impressive. I think he. Uh, the crazy thing about him is he came back as a walk on, so he was originally a Memphis player transferred to iowa state and then transferred back to memphis as a walk-on this year he is one of the quickest guys i've ever seen he did like the flop though huge oh yeah he's a flop when you're weighing 160 pounds soaking wet you gotta flop and he would run like 30 feet but he would be right back on right tristan newton afterwards uh shirley take us to break butter pecan thighs misses the three gets a rebound and guess who's there to take a charge speaking of great flopping Brandon Suggs is a great flopper. You you think that was you don't you don't think that was just a flop? You think he legitimately got ran over that hard? He lowered his shoulder and ran into him. Yeah, and Suggs drew it with the flop. Watch this. That's I mean he braced for the flop. You are you've gone too far. You have lost your mind. We're about to have a fight in here. I mean, part of being a great charge taker is flopping appropriately. All right, Timberlake the other night, one of eight, two points. Good job. He was not very good. Three turnovers. Um, could be different when we see them later on this year. We'll take a timeout, come back. A lot more to go on Pirate Radio Live. We're doing a old live watch-along, apparently, and we'll have the final few minutes coming up after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at Angel Oak. They continue to make customer service a number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oak's wide offerings of products from standard conventional, government, and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you here. Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. We will open up the booty bag coming up later on this hour. Make you a winner. We're watching the uh, tail this end game's over. of ECU Memphis. Still trying to figure out how ECU won this game. Ten-point game with two 13 left to go. Brandon Suggs just made it a nine-point game, has another free throw, and he will hit it. Uh, Steven, I just saw today, when you when we were young, Fest is coming up. That's the thing. It's in, um, I wonder if they're traveling everywhere. I know it's in like Las Vegas, but. I just saw that tweet as well. I want to. Uh, this is not 
the typical Igo concert, but I'm in, I'm interested to see if you would be interested in, right. in this show. You're into more of the harder stuff. This is a tad more emo, would you say, CJ? Yeah. My Chemical Romance, Paramore, AFI, Taking Back Sunday. I was a yeah, fan of them. I've seen them off. Damn. Pierce the Veil. Don't know who that is. Oh, okay. Dashboard Confessional. Vindicated. <laughs> like all those bands have like one or two good songs. Yeah. And then there's a million other bands here. Paramore oh, Jim- only has one or two good songs. Ooh. Paramore? Yeah. I'm not yeah. too familiar with their work. Oh, Haley Williams is awesome. CJ threw wow. the challenge flag yeah. on you there. Jimmy E. World. Jimmy World. I like Jimmy E. World. I mean, I could. I would go. It wouldn't be like my favorite, but I can get down with that. Hawthorne Heights. Hawthorne Heights. I remember a couple of their songs. So, like, this is kind of a genre over from what yeah. you like, but it's very similar. It's still rock. But still it's a great... Rock, oh, yeah. Avril Lavigne. Yeah, I can get down with that. Why'd you have to go and make things so complicated? Uh, let me see if this is a one-time... What is it, CJ? Is it going, like, all over the country? Or? I don't know. All I see is... It's probably a one-day fest. Yeah. I think it's in Vegas. But, uh, anyway. I, mean, I bet it's be pretty a- sick. I like the idea of it, just having all those bands... Mm-hmm. And I was kind of too old to get into this stuff and wear like eye black, and that would have been weird as like a twenty-two-year-old or whatever, however old I was. No, like good Charlotte. Nah, yeah. but that would be. I wonder what they're. Uh, they might be busy. All American Rejects. I see them. Okay, uh-huh. I've heard of them. What was their song? Uh, move along, and Dirty Little Secret. Maybe move along. Yeah. Move That's along. the most popular. Oh one yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh uh-uh, gives you hell. Well, yeah. There's that too. Is that them? yeah yeah that was that's it. a good song mm-hmm. yeah okay all right so uh what was your final answer you're somewhat into this i would definitely go yeah if okay. i was in there if it was close i mean i think the atmosphere would be like, electric and it would be cool because it would be like people your age acting young again yeah yeah for the first I mean, time in a while i mean i i i used to listen to a lot of that yeah so afi is that miss murder yes mm-hmm. that's i love that song it's a great yeah. song all right so here we go oh i missed the three by tristan newton oh i love this this when the pirates start pressing oh, yeah. and things get crazy Dooley, that's when it gets fun man Dooley throws on like some crazy late game presses and it always kind of gets to the opponents i feel like if he did it more often it wouldn't be as effective but when he throws it on it's pretty effective typically we saw a sequence where they got a steal i think tremont and then Suggs hit a layup the one coming up here is the one where look how sharply he's using that marker. I mean, he's just like they get us. That's a veteran coach right yeah. there. I think they get a steal. Somehow Lose Memphis it. gets it back, and then ECU gets it again. It was a frantic, and with a team that turns the ball over as much as Memphis, probably a good team to put the press on against. That's just them, man. They are elite at turning teams over and elite at making boneheaded turnovers. I mean, coming into the game, I think they were near the top of the country in turnovers and near the bottom of the country in possession you know valuing possession of the ball and i want to give credit where credit's due and i think this has a lot to do with why the pirates came back and won this game shout out to the pet band they were back on saturday night <laughs> they, they were and that is was... their job though right pep it up don't they get paid <laughs> what steel steel sugs reject <laughs> but guess what Guess what? Still again. And uh, Tristan's going to go to the line here. By the way, I go. We are doing a live watch along Saturday, February fifth, afternoon game against Tulane. You in? 
You're invited. Um, I, I hope to be here. I, mean, I don't know my I don't know my availability at the moment. This would be like three Saturday. I would say there's a good chance. Three Saturdays from now. Yeah. It's the week where there's no NFL. NFL. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I was trying to make it. It'll be. Uh, I think it's like a two o'clock start. Maybe I think it's the afternoon start. Winnable yeah. road game. I feel like. Yeah. There's been a lot of. I think the last time I did a watch along was when ECU won at Tulane. In basketball, a couple of years ago. Was the TV up there? Yep. And Maskovich. Yep. I was trying to remember. I think Tyree Jackson hit a couple threes. Pig. All right, the Pirates have cut it to three. It's starting to feel kind of real. And we're about to get into a fun... Okay, first, there's the two BS calls back-to-back. Very ticky-tack. And then uh, Quick Boy goes to the line. <laughs> Fast Boy. I go, is Butter Pecan Thighs a senior yet? I think he's just a junior. Good grief, uh, man. But I give him credit because I think his shorts did get a little bit longer this year. And <laughs> What? He took the... Um, he took the thing out of his hair. Remember, he used to have... Oh, little, he had the uh, tassel. Yeah. He used to have the Noah Fair contest. You're telling me his shorts got longer? They are still riding high. Yeah, I mean, they're high, but I think they got longer. You can almost to, see a cheek coming out of the... Compared to last year, I promise you. He's why are you looking? Day, why am I looking? How do you not see it? He's got Daisy Dukes on. <laughs> he does, and he rocks them, and he's been rocking them for seemingly eight Dude. years now. I will say, he's uh, probably the calmest player on the court for memphis i mean he looks the part i'm like you know obviously bates is long but he needs to put on about 20 pounds and, and oh i would be so frustrated with him he is so like lackadaisical yeah. with the ball everything well, is no look and flashy what happens when you're 17 and five-star recruit and yeah trying to play college basketball i mean I it's just so. such a learning experience he went on a damn tear i'll give him yeah that. those three threes <laughs> yeah that was tough Ooh. missed it that but, was a huge uh, miss and uh fast guy he's he was the 81 percent free throw shooter missing the front end of a one-on-one it got loud there and it's about to get even louder here comes vance vance i tell you he's calm and collected on the three-point line man he's just smooth. fake him one time that was create just separation money. knock it down god that was cool earlier in the game i don't know if it was on a head fake i'm pretty sure it was bench is going crazy love to see that uh, Vance had a travel called on him, and it was a legit call. I go where he he stepped before right. he took a dribble. That time, made sure he took the dribble. Everything, you're right. Just so like under control. He's smooth. Yeah. Uh, he, we saw a sequence earlier where he like shot fake three times in the corner and went like fake dummy step. Yeah. And the guy finally bit on one of the shot fakes, and he got bombs. Like he's not quick with the ball, but he's he's pretty smooth. So. The thing I've liked is the last few games. Not really this game because of Memphis's length, but he's gone inside more. Um, just would like to see him rebound more aggressively. Some of I go saying dummy step is cool. Dummy step. Got him with that dummy step. Got him with the dumb dumb. <laughs> CJ, what do you think? Me. You're right uh, against the mic. What? Uh, like you're gonna say something? So oh is, no no no. Okay. Is this inside shade thing really happening in Minji tonight? Like I'm know. gonna say that maybe twelve people do it. <laughs> Thirteen. <laughs> I, I give credit to whoever's running the EC men's basketball account for putting up a graphic about it yeah it's good to see yeah. them working hand yeah. in hand together i like it and uh credit to super fan zach mm-hmm. for doing all he can he's doing a good job getting the word out and uh, i like it my dad has written in he has requested he says uh talk about the save technical by the ball boy the uh the manager 
for yeah. holding for back holding Felton. Felton back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was a game-changing play. <laughs> what a game. Uh, what a play uh, by that guy. To hold. And by the way, uh, let me backtrack some statements I made on the third half Saturday night. We were at the game live where we don't get to see a lot of replays and stuff. I saw Felton stand over the guy. He was trying to get him up or help him up. Here's what I said Saturday night. Felton stood over him, kind of did a little taunt move, and then he got pushed. And I said Felton uh, probably escalated the situation. Well, I saw the video. Felton legitimately put his hand yeah. out to help the guy up. He did nothing. He was just trying to help him up. Be so, a sport. And it was number two, I believe, who kind of like gave him a shove. And then, of course, Felton's like, hey, dude, I'm trying to help your guy out, and you're pushing me. And it looked like Bates would have just... I don't think Bates did anything wrong either. He would have, like, took his hand and right. got up. This other dude comes out of nowhere and pushes him. I guess he thought he was trying to show yeah. the guy up, but I don't think RJ's that type of guy. Yeah, no. and I apologize for saying that. I mean, I was totally wrong. Felton did nothing wrong at all in that circumstance. And you know what? That's why he was so upset, probably. Right, yeah. Because he, he didn't do anything. Literally just trying to help. But yeah, but yeah shout out to manager guy. I mean, because he came out of nowhere. <laughs> felt more like he was about to go fisticuffs on my man. So I think it was best that he grabbed him. Because if that if that situation gets escalated, then who knows where the game goes? Uh, did your dad say, have any comments about Brandon Suggs or? I think he enjoyed Brandon Suggs' game winner. This good, time, good to hear. Good, good. I think like most, he's you know would like to see a little more consistency. <laughs> <laughs> What were you going to say, Chandler? I was just going to say the foul that just happened. I remember how late that whistle was. And there was a few times in that game where the the whistle just came so, like, after yeah. after the play. Oh, after yeah, they the wait contact. to see if the shot goes in. Yeah, they're doing, that. like, NBA style uh, now. Yeah, that was just so frustrating. But luckily, he misses this one. Maybe it's short or a little too soon. Uh, and the Pirates have a chance. By to the way, it. I like this play they ran right here. Yeah, to get the Frank. Uh, yeah, the problem is Memphis is so dang athletic. But I mean, Newton Suggs Suggs makes a nice pass to Frank, goes up and gets swatted by eight guys. <laughs> but it was a good, like, very play. under control last second play, right? Yeah, I mean, if if you don't have one of the best freshman big men in the country <laughs> and uh, Timberlake in there swatting it, then it definitely you know he got a good look, he yeah. got good position. Like you said, Suggs did a good job getting the guy to come off of him so uh you know good good job and obviously these extra 0.3 seconds was huge yeah that well they got it was huge because ecu got a free timeout uh so that helped out as soon as the block happened you saw the ref under the <laughs> under the basket literally go you want to look at it you need to go look so they go and, and make the right call i believe so they put one second on the clock let's instead see of 0.7. let's see here let's see <laughs> <laughs> but hey, like what Perry wants to see, okay? Well, when I was watching Let's see now. It on TV, it, the uh, not to get to the game winner already. By the way, I hope the team isn't reliving this game as much as we are two less than two hours for tip off. I hope <laughs> yeah, they're, I know, right? they're on the UCF. Either way, uh, when when the pass was thrown, I guess it was Tremont. I think Tremont thought that that uh, Sug was going to be under the basket, so it bounced like really slowly. It was a strange. Like I think I don't think Tremont was expecting him to be back. All right, let's uh, we'll check it out. Because so like when it. he threw the pass initially, I was like, "What are you doing?" Because like he just kind of threw it away, but then it slowly like bounced to Suggs. Yeah, because like, <laughs> Tremont when he throws it, he throws his hands up. Like, what are you doing? So I think it, it really was supposed to be an under the basket pass, and it just so happened the guy fell down, so it went right to Suggs. 
If you watch Traymond after he throws it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. went. He threw it and then went full arms up yeah. above the head. What is going on? That's funny. So, uh, by the way, that was not a push off either. No. That was Flop Boy flopping. And watch watch Steve DeMayo on the bench just chilling. Everybody else is going crazy. Luigi's L- late yeah. to get in on the celebration. Let's wait. Though. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see now. Great celebration. Draymond yeah. was just like this. And he was like, oh. And he was like <laughs> this again. I couldn't even tell from 213 it was banked in. People were telling us post-game. I was like, what? He didn't bank well, it Well, somebody in. asked on the on the comments section of Facebook and said, did he call bank? He definitely called We bank. both, with confidence, said, no. No, he didn't. But it's just like the angle that we are in at Menji's, we just couldn't tell. Everybody's but, got their phone on them doing selfies during the uh, melee. But Eric Ward, Eric Ward comments and says it was high off the glass. And yeah. It sure was. It was way high off the glass. Some dude's got my old White Sox hat. I just hope the whole team's available tonight and doesn't have COVID. So. Akeem Richmond uh, watched the game uh, yeah. the other night from the front row, I go. We're going to talk to him on Tuesday, on Thursday. That was a very good sneaky point you just made there. Yeah, I mean, for real, though. I kind of want to move past it. It was so good. <laughs> and now I'm, I'm worried. The good news is, I guess, this quick turnaround. So, like, maybe if anybody's unavailable, it would happen going to Houston. And that game uh, just get postponed. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Or just By the uh, way, if ECU wins tonight and at Houston, are they on the at-large bubble? <laughs> no. Not to get ahead of ourselves. No, but... No, but man, I mean that's not going to happen. So we're just just get a W tonight. See what happens. Charlie, take us to break. We'll come back. We'll have more with Stephen Igo from Hoist the Colors as we roll on. Getting you ready for ECU and a UCF coming up tonight, seven o'clock. Hold on a second. Minji's College. Sure that counted. <laughs> let's 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 look. Let's see. Plenty of time. Let's see now. Let's see. Take a time out, come back, back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Barack. Thank you, Shirley. CJ, um, you're creeping us out, bud. You're, we we want to know who you're looking at. You're creeping the guest out. We can't tell what you're looking at with those glasses on. <laughs> I got to stay committed to the gimmick. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I guess... Uh, the orange Cassidy guy doesn't he go with sunglasses? Yeah, kayfabe's not dead to me. Clip had a great interview, which I go. You might have been. You were too young to appreciate it, but Lodi was on the show yesterday. I saw that. Yeah, I, I, I'm too young, but and we got a like. Pirate Radio got a like from Raven. Wow, that's really? pretty cool. Yeah, you officially made it. But, uh, I mean, Raven, uh, he was great, man. He was on the cover of one of the video games, like the. Uh, w w wcw versus the world or yeah, wcw versus nwo yeah. raven was a cover boy they gave him some props and he was not uh and i thought about this yesterday too cj i asked Lodi about 
if you weren't in with the cool crowd it was tough to get tv time tough to get a push and he said yeah if you weren't part of the big 12 yeah and i was like i noticed that wow i thought it was like three or four but i mean it's it's hogan nash hall probably macho yeah probably everybody in the nwo yeah and then like ddp the four you named are the four that I thought it was. Yeah. And then he said 12. I was like, wow, yeah. okay. So uh, I found that interesting. I wanted maybe me, you, and Glenn, or maybe you and Glenn on your next podcast can uh, try to pick out the 12 he was referring to there. Yeah. Uh, but, man, he was a great guest and uh, fun to talk to him, fun to talk to Brock Anderson last week on the show as we talked wrestling. I have not watched wrestling in a while. I go, I probably will for the Rumble. Is Edge? Edge is still around, right? Yeah, yeah. he's wrestling. Him and, uh, you know, he's married to Beth Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Him and Beth Phoenix are wrestling uh, Miz and his oh, wife, yeah. Maurice. I saw that they had a match at, what was the most recent one? Day one or something? Yeah. WWE day one. And uh, I love Miz on the mic. Don't love him in the ring. But, yeah. you know. Who's the uh, who's bit. the Rumble favorites this year? Who's supposed to win, CJ? So, it's a little weird. Brock and Roman, before day one, they were supposed to have a match for the world title, but Roman got COVID. So, they had to switch Brock over to Raw, and he got that world title. So they think they're still going to put them together at WrestleMania and do a world title match there. But Roman and Brock are in separate world title matches at the Rumble. So they think one has to lose. And I'm afraid it's going to be Brock losing his title and he's going to enter the Rumble. So who's he wrestling? Uh, Bobby Lashley. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and Roman for the first time ever. Yes, first yeah, time. People ever. have kind of looked forward, like wanted that I'm match, forward right? To that one, yeah. And who's Roman wrestling? Uh, Seth Rollins. Ah. Uh. So is Seth like a good guy now, babyface? No, he's uh, he's doing a gimmick. He pretty much thinks he's Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Does he laugh? Yeah. All right, I love the Seth laugh. Pay per view Seth is great. Yeah. So I might. Hey, Seth Rollins Edge was a good, good duel. It was. Was that the one uh, overseas in the uh, yep. Saudi? Yep. Yep. That was good. Yeah, watch that. Uh, I will watch the Rumble just to see. Yeah, you got to come on our. Uh, next episode we're gonna do a rumble preview who me yeah all right i will but again i haven't watched wrestling that's fine we just feel like i hope these five people show up and see if any of them show up oh yeah we got to do our uh fantasy booking or our uh surprise entrant there you go projections i need to hear fantasy booking from somebody who who doesn't keep up as much anymore (laughs) okay that That would be be awesome yeah uh all right all right sounds good so, uh, Igoid, you going to be at the game tonight? I will be there. Steven Eglow. That's the reason I'm here. How's the, um... <laughs> you always... I mean, every, nothing can just be nice with you. Everything's got to be a dig somewhere. He's starting to turn into, you know who? Molly? <laughs> Son. Son. I goes to start Swam. calling him. You know what? Uh, he used to You know train. what? Tony Peterson? What? <laughs> I go used to train with Molly, right? I used to hit I with did. him. I used to hit with him. And now you're taking, turning into him. Taking radio lessons from that him. That might the side. be the stupidest thing you've ever asked. Guess who watched the game with us in 213 Saturday? And guess who left Mike early? Mullis. Mike Mullis. Yeah. And your dad? Yeah. They both, both left, early. left early. Me and Chan Man were there at the end. Your dad has missed some epic innings, man. And it's not because he he's a non believer. Like, he's a legit. Like, he left. He's like be- a Tony Collins. He wants at the to be beginning of overtime. Because he did have to go do so, like check his fish farm. Like he had to do stuff, and he doesn't leave because he thinks it's over. He just leaves because he doesn't like traffic, and right. and he enjoys listening to it on the radio. So he got to hear the uh, the voice calling the action. But uh, yeah, he will now have to leave pretty much every game early 
because he missed the Tulane frantic finish and also missed Memphis. Uh, I go, who can hurt you for UCF tonight? They got a lot of good players. I mean, they really do. Uh, Darren Green is a 43% shooter from three. He's been there. I think it's his third year. He's killed ECU in the past. He's one of those guys who he's got such a quick release. He can basically catch it off a screen, pull up and transition. He, he just kind of rises and fires whenever he feels like it. And he'll shoot it from deep. Um, Perry, their point guard to Louisville transfer. He was really good last year. Can be a little erratic at times, but when he's on, he's really on. Um, so their guard plays legit. Uh, they got uh, a big guy in the paint who I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Six um, ten guy from UNLV who's kind of a shot blocker. They got another guy who's six eight two eighty. 610 280, excuse me, Jamil Reynolds. Oh, you're talking about Check Diong. Yep, that guy is, uh, he's, he's good. Check my back. Check my back, Diong. <laughs> That's the guy from UNLV, yep. So, him and, uh, him and they have another former five star recruit from Oregon, CJ Walker. Uh, Dre Fuller's a North Carolina kid who can shoot a little bit. So, I mean, they, and they have Adams, who's a really good wing. They, they have talent at every spot. They're not super deep. But their starting lineups as good as anybody in the American. Uh, they're typically really good on the glass, but they got absolutely hammered at South Florida on the glass. Like it was like fifty-six to twenty-three or something, like out of nowhere. So I, I don't know what happened in that game. If it was just a they took South Florida light because South Florida's been playing awful. So, but I mean they just got crushing in every facet. But UCF's good. They got Mayhan, who's a Texas A&M transfer, also a guard. So. You know, they're five or six guys. Basically, if they shoot it well, they're going to be tough to beat. Um, you know, if ECU can guard a three-point line well, they'll have a shot. So what does uh, Dooley do? What kind of lineup should we expect tonight? We haven't seen a ton of Brandon Johnson lately. I talked about that with Cy uh, earlier, and he basically said, you know, if Vance Jackson's the play in, playing the way he is and yeah. he's your five, you, you can't take him off the court. So is this another one where they might go to a smaller lineup or do they go big? I think big? you got to go big because they're likely going to have Deong or or whatever that guy's name is. Um, is he all inside? Like, does yeah. he perimeter at all? He's an inside okay. guy. All right. uh, and, and Reynolds, who's again, he's kind of bullies his way, way in because he's 280 pounds. So one of those guys will likely be on the floor at most times. So you'll, you'll likely either have Johnson or, or Luigi or Frank. Uh, I think Frank's a good matchup because ECU's kind of been bullied in this matchup in the past. Uh, I think the guard plays a good matchup. You know, I think Tremont matches up well with Perry. I think uh, Newton matches up well with, with Mahan or uh, the the green guy who can shoot threes as well as Suggs. And I think it's a really interesting matchup, C.J. Walker versus Vance Jackson because Vance is more of a perimeter four. Walker's more of like a super athletic inside drive dunk type of four you know do they match up if so how do they match up um so very i think there's there's some pretty good matchups in this game honestly i think it's a fairly even game with ecu playing at home i feel like yeah i didn't watch a ton of cincinnati we're doing sports trivia we had it on i couldn't watch a lot of it but last game events at times this year for most of the year has looked like he was just allergic to stepping inside the three-point line has he been doing that more though? Uh, getting you know, getting rebounds, uh, head fake, dribbling inside, giving them the the dummy I go like you said, like, dummy step. Does it feel like step. he's maybe getting a little more physical, more inside I do stuff? I think going? he's he's playing more with his back to the basket. It didn't yeah. work as much versus Memphis, but what was the game prior to that? Um, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. He backed a few guys down when he had a matchup, 
And, you know, he had Davenport on him, who was 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, and Vance is 6'9". He was kind of backing him down. Because he's got the body for yeah, it. Yeah, he, like, he has to play physical. It's not yeah. really his game, but he's got to do it some just so he's not a perimeter-only guy. Now, the one thing, there, there there's like an instance every game where the ball comes off the rim, and, he you know, he's not a great rebounder, so he doesn't go for the ball. Um, and if he can start doing that more consistently, I like... I like his game to even take another level. I mean, he's rebounded the ball at a decent rate, but there are still some loose balls he needs to, to go after. There was one in particular that was weird uh, the other yeah. night. He uh, just kind of like watched it go by. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if his like perception is off at times or what. What did you think of the starting lineup? Was that the first time we had seen that particular lineup from, against Memphis? We had Felton in the starting lineup and Frank uh, and Tremont. Mm-hmm. Like, all those guys were coming off the bench earlier this year. Yeah, it was an interesting lineup. Part of it's because JJ was yeah. out. Um, also, because Suggs was coming off such a poor game against Cincinnati. Um, That's true. That's I mean, facts. it was. Yeah. By the way, great job of hitting the iceberg and then steering yourself back into the open ocean. I mean, that that was incredible by the uh, the captain there. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I just think Suggs is honestly he's always been a really good six man or kind of that glue guy. He played thirty minutes. I mean. Yeah, <laughs> what? I'm. I'm t- we're talking real basketball yeah, okay, right okay. now. Thirty minutes was. It's hard to tell with, with anything. Brandon sucks. I feel like you're going to take a shot or something. I'm taking shots. You're the one that takes shots. I just like to get on your nerves, man. It's hilarious. Yeah, and you do it yeah, quite uh, well. Tremont has kind of Tremont's been played a, really well, man. Unsung. Uh, now he's four or twelve from the field. He missed. He's three or seven from deep. They're leaving him open. Yeah, they're leaving him in that <laughs> corner, and it's like he's either hitting uh, hitting them all or hitting none. Yeah. And he hit his first three and then missed the rest. Tristan Newton, you will never see this. Six turnovers for him the other night. Yeah, he was making some bad passes. But uh, I feel like he'll clean that up. And Memphis, again, they a lot of those were just like, you know, trying to throw the ball, and the guy just leaps up and tips it, and it gets picked off because they're, they're so good. But, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Rebounding, lazy passes, and consistent defense. Like, those three things – you know, you have to clean those up if you want to consistently win in this league because you're always going to have some type of offensive scoring drought in a game. But if they can play better defense in those stretches and not see the other team going like a 13-0 run, then it just becomes much easier to uh, to have consistent success. All right, Igo. Great to have a full show with you uh, talking basketball. And, yeah. And not just kind of bridging the gap to baseball. So they can win tonight. Uh, we got something going here. So uh, looking forward to it. If they win tonight, that leads into uh, a nationally televised game against Houston on Saturday. On yeah. the deuce. Where the Pirates will try to make it two in a row uh, against a top 10 Houston team. I like that. I like the sound of that. All right. Hoist the colors. Moving along. What are you guys doing over there? Uh, we're, we're covering East Carolina athletics. Writing about Pirates and uh, covering the game. Writing about Pirates. Writing about Pirates. we got a feature coming up on Blackbeard. And uh, <laughs> nice, but no, no, we're obviously covering all the games and diving into recruiting. It should be a pretty big recruiting weekend or two in the next coming weeks. I don't know what the weather's going to do with it looking kind of sketchy this weekend. They were supposed to have some recruits coming in. I don't know if they're going to postpone that or what, but should uh, should have some info you, on that. You're doing an article, the what I know, what I think, yeah, three things I know, three things I think, yeah, that's one of our. <laughs> I'm a big horse to colors. What, what are you scoffing at over there? Just that you didn't, 
you're a big you're a big guy big fan mm-hmm. and you didn't know the name of it nah That's i mean he got it what i know what i think he just forgot three things three things so what i know what i think maybe what I... he only reads one thing and then moves <laughs> um among the players i saw saturday at Menji's coliseum saw mason garcia wow at the game so he's hasn't transferred yet he has not hit the portal no and it, by my sources his intention is to stay so. has anybody hit the portal since we last talked steven well we last talked a week ago and no yeah i mean, I mean now the semester started. has anybody gone pro no yeah now the semester those. started it I'm, should i'm oh, well, let's see let's see now wait <laughs> thanks for hanging what out what are you Steve. seeing i was just gonna say i'm seeing these former pirates committing to new schools uh, yeah Nolan yep. johnson going to miami of ohio yeah that home was of a, big ben that was a good fit uh, for him their semester the weird thing is their semester doesn't start until late january so he can still get into school there whereas ecu started january 10th so yeah uh it makes for some difficult different deals as far as getting guys in you know it's so funny i don't even factor in that with right. college football you just think of it as that's just a football right. team so like it doesn't matter what do you the mean the academic side man there's so much mess and hoops to jump through like ecu's working on getting a kid late into school right now but they got to work with you know the admissions office to do that by the way did y'all hear that john moody's uh daughter i think is on the slug boat yep she is why do you bring that up just found chandler bringing it up yesterday it was rather hilarious uh, <laughs> i still think it's a bit i, I don't believe that it's it is. real it is what's okay. a bit me bringing things up after the fact oh yeah. oh i see what we're doing now um that is not a bit that can't be <laughs> It is, guys. Earlier it today, is. Like that one was too obvious. Like earlier today, we had Garrett Short on the show to get to know him from WNCT Channel Nine. After the segment, Chandler said, "Did you ask him about ECU baseball?" And I was like, "Nah, we'll, we'll have him on again. We'll bring it up." He said, "I was going to, but I was scared you had already asked him about it, and I didn't want to bring it up again." So it's he's in his own head. I go, it's right. real. It's a real. It's a bit. I don't know if it is. It's a pretty genius bit by you. I'll say because you're playing it straight. So good job. All right, Stephen, we'll see you in Mingus Coliseum. Mingus. Mingus Arena, right? Who called it that? <laughs> Mingus Arena. At Will I Am Arena. Uh, Shirley Rose. Coliseum at Mingus Arena. Open up the Pirate Radio Booty. Booty, 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 is the number. Shirley, what are we giving away on this Super Tuesday? Large two-topping pizza courtesy of Domino's. All right, you can be a winner. 317-1250. What caller are we looking for? Five. Caller five. 317-1250. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Preston Morgan of Robertsonville. Picked up a large stew-topping pizza courtesy of Domino's. 
Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Every day, all three topping pizzas are only $7.99 each for carryout only. Order online today at dominoes.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. I feel like we've moved on from this conversation, but it just keeps coming back to us. Josh Thomas says, with only two rows in the courtside section, couldn't it be said that Chandler's courtside seats tickets are the nosebleed of courtside? <laughs> but you did say courtside. Well, and then Chandler, by the way, you said that <laughs> since we're in row two, it is elevated, right? So we're not on the floor. <laughs> we're not on the court. We're above the court. This is getting worse and worse. Oh, boy. This is uh, well, now. We have to be able to see over the people in front of us. Yeah, true. So it is on a platform, and now, we, we sit on that platform. I have uh, I've given away our only other tickets, so I don't, I want to I want these seats, Chandler. Yeah, I hope you do because you do have the right. You've been talking a lot of crap about them all week. I am nervous that we'll get because you have the the tickets on your phone. I am nervous that we'll get there and you'll uh, you'll scan yours and then just look at me and like see ya. Nope, and just walk in without. <laughs> me. I haven't even thought about that, but uh, of course that, you have That might be a possibility. I mean, you you do reserve the right to do and, that. And they're going to say, well, what about this fellow with you? He's got my ticket on his phone. And I'm going to be like, who? And I'm like looking around you. Who? Uh, who? This guy right here. Oh, I don't know that guy. <laughs> Walt Sir, am I on the sug boat yet? Oh. It's good. He uh, could use it as leverage. Leverage holder. Yeah. Oh. Blackmail. Blackmail, yeah. Am I on the sug boat? And you're like, oh, no. And I'm like, am I on the sug bus? Scan the <laughs> ticket, lady. Scan it. Scan it. It's going to be a whole situation there tonight. No, nah, I'll let you in, man. I'm excited. I like watching basketball games with you. Yeah, we have fun. I mean that. I've been, I've enjoyed sitting with you in t- 213 with your dad, and I appreciate you letting me do it. And you know what? We're undefeated. Un- uh, am I not supposed to say that? We just had a discussion with Igo and Chandler, and I. y'all seem to think that pointing out that we haven't lost a home game is somehow going to jinx it well aren't you like a superstitious guy too yeah but that that's good. like i cannot stand when an announcer says oh so and so hasn't missed a kick from beyond 35 yards this season boom yeah the kick. i just feel like this is different this is like you're you're stating yeah it, well, you're stating a fact if you write an article that says east carolina can't lose at home this year or east carolina those announcers are not saying that the kicker cannot miss from. He, they're saying he has not m- uh, missed. I know. I just I'm not feel like superstitious this is with records. I'm superstitious. Like in basketball, I'm superstitious with the free throw. Free line. throws. Yeah, that's I think that's a one. different thing. But just going into a game, saying East Carolina's ten and zero at home, that doesn't feel like a jinxable offense to me. I know, and, and I tell you what, and they're doing a good job of promoting it, and. It, to credit to this crowd and the student section for the attendance that they have done and the and, and the stuff that they've done this year to help ECU pull out of these games because yeah. we've mentioned it several times ECU's been in just about every single game this season. Yeah, the student and, turnout has looked really good this year. Yeah, so and uh, I think that's just trying to help get people back out there to Menji's for sure. Troy's got a good point here. Charlie, can we hear the uh, Sugboat theme again, please? While we're talking, uh, Troy said, um, the sog boat. 
Hopefully Chandler's phone battery doesn't die before the game. Oh, 50%. What? Charge it. Why are you, are you going to charge it? No, this is fun. And you're, you're on it? You're using apps? This is like, you are flirting with disaster. He's got a charger right there. <laughs> I don't care. It's like I'm drowning in a pool, and then like they, they're like, "You want us to save you?" I'm like, "Nope." You're like Kramer when he's uh, he's on E on empty, and instead of pulling off to get gas, he just floors it and says, "Let's." But look, I've got it in the save battery mode, so okay. we are fine. We are good. Oh my god! Why? I mean, you are flirting with disaster for no reason at this point. Eating up. Battery. This is being cocky. You believe in superstitions, and you're acting like this. Your phone's not even going to work by the time we get there. You're going to drop it? This is terrible. This is terrible. All right. Um, oh, I saw where Zach, superfan Zach, leading the maniac, says he's taking the over on 12 people wearing sunglasses. There you go. I kind of said that while we're talking about jinxes as a reverse jinx. You expect little and receive a lot. By 12, you meant 1,200, obviously sure yeah yeah that's it i don't want to over expect something and be disappointed i'd rather under predict and it over deliver so there you go all right let's take our last break we'll come back we'll wrap up today's edition of pirate radio live tell you what's up ahead later on this week we're back with you after this Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. The Dow was down 543 points at 35,368. NASDAQ was down 386 at 14,506, and the S&P was also down 85 points at 4,777. That is a look at your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. Here's Cliff. All righty, Shirley Rhodes, uh, a quick look at our Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update presented by Dabak. Dabak. Uh, Baylor had a big lead. West Virginia fought back, and Baylor did take a four-point lead into halftime. 37-33 over West Virginia, that game going on right now. Uh, East Carolina set to tip off about an hour from now in Menji's Coliseum taking on Central Florida UCF, a three-point favorite in that one. We got a couple of former Pirate basketball players joining us Thursday on the show. Reed Lose from the late 80s days and Akeem Richmond from, uh, gosh, I guess it's been 10, 9, 8 years ago now. It's been a while uh, since Akeem been a while. has been here. Thank you for that, Chandler. Uh, but Akeem was at the game on Saturday, so we'll talk about this current team, some of his memories, some of his uh pro career as well when we he joins us coming up later on this week let's uh say goodbye for the day shades man cj will see you tomorrow shirley rhodes 
Have a good evening. Chandler Honeycutt, I'll see you in a few. I'll see you in about 30 minutes. On the second row at Menji's Coliseum. Second row, boys. The second row, boys, will be there. Platform, boys. Not courtside. We'll be wearing our platforms and getting ready for ECU and UCF. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in today. We'll see you Wednesday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.